My name is James Rowlands, and I am a lifelong wrestling fan. In 2015, I started a podcast with my friend, Dan White, reviewing the WWE Network and seeing if it's worth the $9.99 a month. It was. And since then, every month, we watch the latest WWE pay-per-views, NXT, and now 205 Live. Still continuing our journey through the network, watching ECW, WCW, and all its classic content. Until we've watched it all, we are with you, and we are the WNR. Yes, hello. I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Damn right. The WNR podcast present for the first time ever a New Year's Eve special. Whoop, whoop. We are here. We are ready to bring in the New Year WNR podcast style. Yes, but first, let's do the alternate intro. And I think everybody will recognise this one. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and old lang syne? I'm not going to sing this. I'm just going to read it out. For old Lang Syne, my dear, for old Lang Syne, we'll take a cup of kindness yet for old Lang Syne. So that is the intro, and of course it is the New Year Eve, and we'll run through all the moments of the year in our year in review, and who can forget, at the end of the show, we'll find out who won the year-end predictions, and who will be crowned champion of the podcast, and who will be the biggest loser going, and in fourth, it have to wear a t-shirt of the winnings choosing. But first, New Year's news. Yeah, it's been a bit of a busy month, and we'll start off with an update on old Richie Swan. Well, Rich Swan and his wife, Verana Riggs, women's wrestler Sue Young, had apparently patched things up shortly after Swan's domestic arrest earlier this month in Gainesville, Florida. Well, we note that the two were said to be doing really well, which was no secret among friends they knew. And just one week after the arrest, Riggs posted a throwback photo with Swan and noted that she couldn't wait to see him the next day. But it looks like her Facebook account has been deactivated. Well, her post says, I cannot wait to see my husband tomorrow. After such an awesome weekend of wrestling, debuting in two different promotions across America, nothing would be better than to see his face, heart emoji, throw back to our two sweets, my love. Well, as noted, definitely by WWE following the arrest, and he may be fired if he's found guilty of the charges, which were false imprisonment and kidnapping and misdemeanour, battery or touching or striking. According to the police report, Swan had been critiquing his wife's performance at an indie wrestling show during their ride home together. Riggs told police she tried leaving out of fear of the argument escalating due to Swan's occasional temper. A witness told Swan to place Riggs in a headlock and forced her back into the car. Well, Swan claimed he never physically forced Riggs to get back into the car, and she said she did so on her own. Riggs reportedly attempted to leave the car again while it was moving, but Swan chased after her, which caused the car to crash into a telephone pole. Swan told police that he chased her only to get the GPS direction she had on the phone, as they were using that to travel with. Swan's attorney, Ian M. Pickens, well, he issued the following statement to Sports News earlier this month. At this point, no criminal charges have been filed officially against him, so depending on how that process plays out, will determine our scope of representation. We are hopeful for a fair and quick resolution on behalf of Mr. Swan, but ultimately the state attorney will make their decisions on potential charges when they deem it appropriate. 
and we're working on the case now and things we may do to assist Mr. Swan. But as far as specifics, I cannot comment on that. I, I don't know if Rich Swan will, after hearing reading that, even though they're trying to sort it out now. Like you said at the time, it was like an argument that kind of escalated and blown out of proportion. But the thing I thought about, because the kind of crowd reaction to him is might be pretty negative. We don't know what kind of chance are going to be. But then again, if it's not his fault, can they fire him? I mean, they can't release him, I'm sure, but is it the right thing to do, you know? Well, you know, um, but haven't worse things happened between wrestlers and their wives? Oh, yeah. I mean, Steve Austin, you know, with, with Deborah, that whole thing, and he was welcomed back with open arms. Look, Mike Tyson was imprisoned for rape. and still. So talk about double standards like that. Yeah, I know. It's one of these things that it's it's a... It's going to rear its head. At least we're going to stay top on the uh, situation. So, next story. The WWE in New York City. The WWE rewarded all of the New York City faithful came out to Madison Square Garden on the day after Christmas, or Boxing Day as it's known, with a huge live event. The Big Show. Will! <laughs> on Tuesday night, by the Raw brand, were headlined by a dream match of sorts. John Cena versus Roman Reigns. The crowd for the event was reported to be close to a sellout, with the fans into the show throughout. Well, for the Cena versus Reigns match, one report noted that Cena received mixed reactions from the crowd while Reigns was nearly universally booed. No word on whether the fans who booed both men made it through the bout without having a coronary due to misplaced rage. (laughs) I'm so fucking angry! The match went close to 17 minutes with Reigns winning clean after a spear to retain his WWE Intercontinental Championship. Both men kicked out of near falls throughout the bout. And the finish came when Cena went for a second AA, but Reigns escaped, bounced off the ropes and hit the spear for the win. Well, following the match, Cena put over Reigns to the live crowd by raising Roman's hand in victory. Also on the WWE uh, MSG show, Matt Hardy defeated Bray Wyatt and we saw on the house show... Uh, well, he's basically got his old piano riff entrance, which I thought was brilliant. Um, he's got that in WWE now, along with his new Awoken gimmick. Yeah, that was debuted at the house show. So Matt Hardy defeated Bray Wyatt, which might be an indicator where they see these two guys going in next year. Uh, Absolution defeated Mickey James, Bailey, and Sasha Banks. That's probably no real surprise. Elias, along with Carl Anson, Luke Gallows, sang free. Don't know what to do with Anson and Gallows, do they? You know, no. they? They have no idea. No, they've completely fucked them up. Yeah, Rhino, Heath Slater, Tyson Hill, and Goldust defeated Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas, and the Revival. Now, I know people say, well, this roster is the strongest one going, but when you've got Rhino, Heath Slater, Tyson Hill, Goldust, I, I mean, I'm gonna. I like Axel Dallas, don't get it wrong, but just that face team, you think, oh, not really sure. Um, and the revival. And the re- revival, honestly, yeah. We're, that's what happened on Monday Night Raw. We, we'll get to that. They uh, returned, which kind of hopefully will save the tag team division. Elsewhere on the card, down. what was the last few matches? <laughs> Why? Why do you have to be a cunt to me? Enzo Twathead Amore defeated Kalisto. Samoa Joe defeated Finn Balor. Uh, Oscar and Dana Brooke defeated Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax. Well, don't know why them two split up after what... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, teaming up, up again now. Anyway, Braun Strowman defeated Kane and Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins defeated Cesaro and Sheamus. Uh, to be fair, if I was going to go see that, apart from obviously the Cena Reigns match, you're thinking, nah. Well, then again, I am so negative at the moment. We move on to our next story. It's the XFL. And what is supposed to be a festive and relaxing holiday season, Vincent Mann is set to be busier than ever. Last week, through his Twitter account, freelance writer Brad Shepard reported that the XFL was on its way back 2018. 
A spokesperson revealed that McMahon has launched Alpha Entertainment, a self-funded company designed to explore investment opportunities across sports and entertainment landscapes, including football. And in the latest development, McMahon sold his $100 million of his stock to Alpha Entertainment, so filed five trademarks related to the XFL. A previous report by Fox Sports revealed that URFL and United Football League, as well as two possible names for McMahon's apparent football project. Well, McMahon has a spotty track record with business ventures outside of the WWE, which is only rivaled by unfavorable, unfavorable history of football leagues serving outside of the NFL. His possible return to football could be a combination as toxic as his fated attempt in 2001. ESPN Sports business reporter Darren Rovell also noted that Alfred Entertainment had filed for five trademarks to XFL on December 16th, which showing up the trademark office filing last week. This is in addition to McMahon recently filing additional football trademarks, which included URFL, United Football League, UFL, and Fuller Love of Football. As noted, W filed for the XFL trademarks back in June. The XFL lasted only one season in 2000, and resurfacing earlier this year on ESPN 30 for 30. This was the XFL documentary. Yeah, and I actually watched that, and it just showed how much of a mess it was. Dick Ebersole, the NBC president, basically invested like a hundred million with Vincent Mann to have it on uh, NBC and uh, all these other channels, and the, the ratings were good for the first couple, and then it just went to shit because they were trying to be the NFL, but they didn't have the quality, didn't have the players, and you know it's, uh, it just didn't work out. What I think is interesting. There's a couple of things I thought. First off, the thing CM Punk said of. Vincent Mann is a millionaire who should be a billionaire. Uh, and and second, when Vincent Mann, he always never thought as a wrestling promoter he would be taken seriously by the outside world. He always wanted to create something else. If you always look at everything he's ever done with WWE films or you know XFL, all these other different ventures that he's had to try and get some serious credibility. And uh, I think there's a chance for Vincent Mann. Do you think maybe he be, might be looking to sell WWE? And then he could fund what he wanted to. I mean, you know, you may, might keep Triple H on as an advisor, but sell it to Disney or something. I mean, just imagine, like, you know, it's a possibility, I feel now. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think he makes enough through WWE to fund his ventures. Yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, I mean, he, he, he could legitimately sell part of it. I don't know. I can't help but think it probably wouldn't work out. I know Vince McMahon's having less and less to do with WWE as time goes over. You know, he's kind of in the process of handing it over yeah. to handing the reins over. Yeah. You know, you see him on telly what once, maybe twice a year, if that. Well, it's and what I feel is a bit like, and you know, being British and that, it's like kind of the Queen with Prince Charles. You know, like you get to a certain age, you're thinking, oh, you're going to be stepping down soon. You're giving. Charles, are you giving Triple H more of the responsibilities than Stephanie? But at the end of the day, he's still, Vincent Mann still has final say on everything yeah. on WWE TV. So, you know, be... like the Queen still has final say, yeah. even, you know, like no one cares anyway. So, uh, but not to, you know, just to walk away from it. Okay, yeah, and Elf. That's what I want to talk about because it is Christmas time. WWE released a short video parodying the Elf film. Dan, do you want to tell everybody what was basically going on? Braun Strowman played Elf, and you know you had little cameos from uh, Drew Gulak, and it was just basically him, quite a funny take from Elf. 
it was that we had Drew Gulak featured in it, didn't he? And uh, he, he was quite funny. And uh, Strowman kind of portrayed that kind of comedy aspect well. But when he did turn into the monster among men, that's you know kind of what it was about. But to just a guy who they are treating as like a complete monster, up in the elf uh, outfit, kind of shows how popular Braun Strowman is. With the fans as well. It kind know? of just goes over to say, like, you know, how dead kayfabe really is. We know it's been dead for a while, but yeah, it was fun. Yeah, and speaking of uh, YouTube videos, we've worked out that Roman Reigns tops the most disliked video on YouTube from the WWE. Probably not that much surprise. Winning video was, far <laughs> was from the night after WrestleMania 33, where Reigns declared WWE is his yard now after fitting the Undertaker the night before. The video had 5,000 dislike votes from fans, while only 27,000 likes. It would be interesting to see um, how many dislikes the video of uh, Enzo got <laughs> winning the uh, Cruiserweight Championship. Well, another video involving Roman Reigns took the second spot with 23,000 dislikes. <laughs> it was from the week after where Braun Strowman attacked him on Raw, but fans liked the video way more with 124,000 likes. Wow. And taking spot three, four, and five are all videos related to now-released superstar Emma. The video titled Emmalina Can't Wait to Reward Your Patience got 15,000 dislikes and only 2,000 likes. Emmalina's premiere, which was also her character's end, got 15,000 dislikes and 8,000 likes, while a video hyping her arrival got 11,000 dislikes and likes. All right, so we move on to injuries. And Dean Ambrose underwent surgery last Tuesday to repair a tear in his right triceps tendon. W announced last Wednesday. Dr. Jeffrey Dugas, who performed the procedure, says Ambrose has already started physical therapy. But it remains unclear when the wrestler will be healthy enough to turn to the ring. Dugas said Ambrose basically tore about 50% of the triceps tendon away from the bone. Uh, Samoa Joe, Sheamus and Cesaro attacked Ambrose and Seth Rollins backstage on Raw. On Monday, it would appear Ambrose's injury came before the attack since a WWE trainer was already examining the arm. Of course, the segment does give WWE a way to explain Ambrose's absence and losing Ambrose from an extended period may force WWE to all but abandon the Shields reunion. The group isn't the same with only two of its three members, which was made clear when a bout of viral meningitis sidelined Roman Reigns for the Shield's first match back at TLC, tables, ladders and chairs in October. Yeah, <clears> I mean, I mean the, the whole kind of Shield reunion kind of fallen flat, hasn't it? I think that if we were going to do biggest disappointment of 2017, for me, I think it's the Shield reunion in the end. When you look at the build-up with Rollins and Ambrose, how well that was doing. And then, yeah, it's kind of like outside forces don't want it to work at the moment you know it is crazy and this injury could even jeopardize ambrose involvement at wrestlemania 34 on april 8th given the scale of the event w probably want to start the bill for any wrestlemania match more than a month out which leaves early march as a cut-off point for ambrose to get back to 100 percent judging by douglas's comments a little over two months may be unrealistic for ambrose arm to fully heal at the time, Ambrose went over Baron Corbin to retain the Intercontinental title on the WrestleMania 33 pre-show. Felt like a big step down since he had wrestled Brock a year earlier. Now Ambrose may be lucky to get the WrestleMania altogether. I mean, and the reports about his injury 
first off, it was two to three months, and then it skipped up to like nine months recovery, and yeah. now they're saying five and six months. I've got a feeling no one really knows how long he's going to be out. <laughs> well, you know, it all depends on how easy the wrestler takes it, I suppose. And, you know, like with John Cena, he's a complete machine. He wasn't expected to be back for months, but he returned in yes, 2008 true, yeah. to win the Rumble. It, it just depends on, you know, how physical therapy goes, how training goes, and, you, you know, just how he heals in general, really. Yeah, in general. Yeah, and, and uh, this is something I thought was quite interesting. About the Ambrose injury, is this why? We've got uh, compiled of the kind of how many matches wrestlers have had. And we're going to go 2015, 2016, 2017. He's just lost his record, hasn't he? Yeah, well, in 2015, he wrestled 218 matches. 218. Roman Reigns wrestled 213. And we do top five. Cesaro was one, 187. Biggie, 183. Luke Harper, 180. But 218 matches in one year is quite an incredible achievement. Uh, if we go to 2016, then. So the top five for 2016, Dan? Uh, the top five was Dean Ambrose again for 204. Kevin Owens was 193. Tyler Breeze was 182. And AJ Styles was 176. Also on 176 was Sami Zayn. Yeah, I mean, so if you look at it, I'm surprised Tyler Breeze had so many matches. But, uh, I mean, Dean Ambrose, so in two years, over 400 matches he had. Then we go to 2017. Number 100 was John Cena with 50. Mental, wasn't it? Uh, and then in 2017, Dean, uh, top five, Cesaro at number five, 163. Number four, 164 was Dean Ambrose. The same number, Baron Corbin at number three. Number two was Jinder Mahal. Yeah, number one, a guy was on the list last year, Age of Styles with 173. So Dean Ambrose, in a three-year period, has had over nearly 600 matches. I mean, and you think why he got injured. Apparently, like in back edition anyway, he carried on wrestling, and then all of a sudden, he comes down with a big injury. You know, I, I think you have to kind of not work him so hard in a weird but way. But if you look at the win-loss record, out of his 164, Dean Ambrose had won 137, yeah. uh, which is an 83.5% win-loss record. Jinder Mahal, who was champion throughout most of 2017, uh, he wrestled 170, won 59, so it means he lost 100 through one. WWE has released who has had the most televised win during the calendar year. In 2016, it was AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose finishing tied at 37 apiece. One thing that jumps out about the 2017 edition is the lower totals, is that the brand split being in effect for the entire year. No one was working official matches on both brands for months at a time, not even John Cena, so no one was able to break the 30 win barrier. We did get a woman in the top five this year and two repeat entries to 2016. Well, tied for fifth was Finn Balor and Roman Reigns on 24. Number three was the first women on the list, which is Sasha Banks at 25. AJ Styles is second at 26 and Seth Rollins, who's first at 27. So not a huge number there, really, if you think Rollins. And Rollins, even though he's been involved in tag team matches recently, is still, you know, like the winningest wrestler and this is as of December 24th, so if we include the shows from this past week, Finn moves ahead of Reigns and into a tie with a boss by virtue of his Christmas win over Kurt Hawkins, but otherwise the rankings stay the same. More injuries. The incident occurred shortly after Kaliso teamed with Grand Metallic to earn a DQ victory over Brian Kendrick and Jack Gallagher. Kaliso was laying outside the ring after a post-match attack by Kendrick and Gallagher when the bottle bounced off the floor and into his face. 
And Callisto's wife posted this message blasting the fan as she provided an update of her husband's injury. To the idiots who harmed my husband, the way you assaulted my husband was disgusting to say the least. Your actions caused him harm and medical intervention was needed. Second, I am in, in, in disbelief of someone who thinks it's okay to ridicule, poke fun of, someone who lives their life to entertain others. If it was you in this situation, you wouldn't be laughing now, would you? What a way to spend our holidays. Stitches, MRI and a possible fracture. We don't know. Keith Bergdorf, who works as a parking coordinator for WWE, tweeted Wednesday that WWE security personnel had caught the fan who threw the bottle. At the very least, it would appear Kalisa will be out of action temporary, and a facial fracture may even jeopardise his availability for the 2018 Royal Rumble. Now, Dan, what are your thoughts on people throwing bottled water at wrestlers? Well, you know, it may seem like a laughable offence, but have you actually seen the video? Of... Yeah. It does look fucking painful. Yeah, no, and for someone who's actually had stitches in their in the inside of their lip it isn't a very uncomfortable thing to happen if you don't like wrestling why pay the money for the ticket and why actually go yeah well, it's, yeah and and why throw something at wrestlers as well like this is something wwe has been very strict about you know that i can think of uh, you have to go back to wcw when they used to throw rubbish and stuff like that in the ring wwe don't allow that and of course quite lack security but why a guy look not even at, like a full water bottle. Why would he want to throw that at uh, Kalitz? You know, what, what, I don't understand the point of it. Uh, if it was thrown at Enzo, <laughs> I would be completely and 100% behind the person that threw it. It's one of those things, though, that is just a no in, in wrestling. But uh, more injuries, and roughly a month after returning from a lengthy, lengthy absence, W star Paige may be headed for the shelf once again after appearing to suffer a shoulder injury during a live show. Wednesday in Uniondale, New York. WWE medics tended to page during a six-woman tag team match, which was abandoned following her injury. The two-time Divas champion was out of action for 17 months because of a neck injury that required surgery in October 2016. She made an immediate impact upon her return, interrupting the match between Mickey James and Sasha Banks on the November 20th edition of Raw. Yeah, I mean, the organisation was aggressive and made both to the main roster before they had truly established themselves in NXT, and it counted on Paige's profile to help elevate the pair. Taking Paige out of the equation would put a lot of pressure on Rose and Deville, and demoting them to NXT may not be a bad idea. If WWE is committed to keeping Rose and Deville on Raw, then replacing Paige with another established star will be imperative to maintain absolute status as a serious threat to the rest of the division. Another recent injury, I don't know if you heard about it, the Brian Kendrick getting injured by GTS from uh, Hideo Itami. What, ha- what happened with that gone? Well, you know, they, they had a match, he hit the GTS, and I'm not quite sure what happened, but during the cover, Kendrick was holding his nose, and straight after the match, he was holding his nose as well. Um, he also had a, uh, Hideo Itami had a match against Jack Gallagher, and he didn't actually use the GTS, he used the Rings of Saturn, which is also another indication that uh, Neville, Neville is gone for good. Yeah. yeah, I got a little bit of about that. Like you said, uh, the GTS, which is it gets a huge pop every time someone uses it. And like I said, Atami busted uh, Brian Kendricks and did look fucking horrible. He sustained a broken nose and a broken orbital bone as well. So when you think of that, <laughs> so he basically broke his eye socket. Yeah. But the thing with that is, is it's how wrestlers take the move. Because, you know, if you're getting a styles clash, if you tuck your chin in, it could be dangerous. You've got to let your neck go or something like that. You know, it's how they, it's how the wrestler receives the move. Well, wasn't it a couple of years ago, or three years ago, before AJ joined the WWE, we were talking about 
he injured a couple of guys with the style slash as well yeah. and how dangerous that was. And like you're exactly right. If WWE had asked the Japanese to stop, if, if WWE had asked him to stop using the GTS, his instincts are understandable. A man left the ring with a scary injury as a direct result of taking that move. But then the unfortunate, this was an unfortunate mis- mishap, not a verification that Itami's finisher is unsafe. The 36-year-old been hitting folks with the same knee strike for years, and there is no trail of exactly. injured victims either, you know? Exactly um, that. And like I said, if W removes the GTS while allowing AJ Styles to live the Styles Clash, it's been hypercritical. Uh, the thing is about, yes, it was an accident, but Itami gets a pop because he used that move and he's the originator of it yeah. as well. So he wouldn't have come up with a move if it was, it was dangerous. I mean, Seth Rollins wasn't banned from using knees after he broke John Cena's nose or after he injured Sting's neck to stop the buckle bomb either, did he? You know, exactly so. that. Well, he used it to injure Finn Balor as well, <laughs> but he still uses it. <laughs> he still uses it to injure him. <sighs> anyway, yeah, we're going to talk about Raw and SmackDown. We're going to go into more detail about the Christmas Day one and, of course, the Boxing Day editions, but... We're going to have a look back because, of course, we haven't covered it yet. So we're going to the Raw and SmackDown after Clash of Champions. And 18th I think, of December. Yeah, the, and, and what were the, there was a couple of big stories coming out of that Raw, Dan, wasn't there? Um, there was, yes. Kurt Angle, Braun Strowman and Kane kick off the Raw show. Before they all started fighting, Angle said it's going to be a triple threat match at Raw Rumble and literally scarpered out the ring. Yeah. Leaving Roman Reigns to throw Strowman out of the ring, deliver an F5 to Kane, and then basically walk off. So just like that, we've got the, the main event for Raw, for the Raw Rumble, Kane, Strowman, and Lesnar. I mean, are you happy about that? No. No, I'm really not happy about no, that either. Not at all. No, I mean, Kane's probably going to be the one to be pinned in that match, but to have a 40-year-old man in there, why not just go Strowman-Lesnar again? Because maybe the fans will get behind Strowman, though, and that'll be a problem for Brock. But Exactly that, yeah. Seth Rollins defeating Jason Jordan. Finn Balor versus The Miz Taraj. It was a two-on-one match, but then we had the debut of Hideo Itami. Why build him up for yeah. 205 Live yet to have him debut on Raw? Which, you know, I think it would have been brilliant having these two working together. It would have given Finn Balor something to do, you know, as in being yes. a tag team. Yeah. And, you know, Hideo Itami and Balor working together would have just been orgasmic. Well, and the thing is as well is that you could have Balor doing the primos and Itami looking not menacing or, you know, just around. Uh, and like I said, the whole thing of 205 Live being an important show, and then all of a sudden... Just being thrown on Raw and being like, oh, okay, right. Exactly. And can I just know that Axel got hit with a GTS, and this is a man who's notoriously famed for wearing a neck brace, didn't get injured. No, he didn't, no. Right, anyway, elsewhere, <laughs> elsewhere. We had the number one contender to Enzo Amore's Cruiserweight Championship match uh, in a match between Alexander and Gulak. Cedric Gulak with a lumbar check, and he's... Uh, got a showdown with Enzo Amore. So the whole thing of Gulak maybe, turn, or, you know, him and Enzo having a thing, they're not doing that yet. They're putting Alexander in that role, which uh, tells me a couple of things. And also tells me, again, 205 Live's not important because the number one contendership match for the Cruiserweight title is not on the show. You know? <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah, it's on Raw, okay. We had Oscar versus Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox! Fox! And, um, y- you know, guess who won that match? Was it? Alicia Fox? No, no. it was Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> it was Oscar with the armbar. Because one match wasn't enough for Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins, they joined Dean Ambrose to go against Samoa Joe and The Bar. The segment with the angle they did earlier, what we talked about, yep. Ambrose being beaten up in the back, was done 
during this match to kind of tell us that Ambrose was, was going away. Yeah, well, it was uh, Rollins delivered a suicide dive that wiped out his opponents, but also sent Ambrose crashing to the finger in his arm. This called for officials to help Ambrose, who clutched at his arm and appeared to be legitimately hurt. Rollins was distracted, got rolled up by Cesaro, who scored the victory for the Hills. Heath Slater and Rhino came out for a match, and it was the return of... The Revival, finally, yes. finally, finally, Raw's tag team division gets some, uh, gets a serious franchise player there. The Revival as a team, absolutely brilliant. And uh, I love to see the Shat Machine back in uh, commission. And hopefully, just injury-free 2018 for, for Dash and Dawson. I mean, it was just what I wanted to see. And I, I, I loved it. They're just a great tag team, aren't they, you know? Indeed, yes. Um, it's it is again classic tag team matches, which we like to see. Um, it was more of a showcase for the revival, and then we had Mickey James, Sasha Banks, and Bailey yet again going against Absolution. Yay! You know, it was basically what it was until Nia Jax hit the ring, wiped out both Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose with a double Samoan drop before Paige clipped her leg. The remainder of the women's locker room then hit the ring and a massive brawl broke out. And suddenly, Stephanie McMahon's music played and the most powerful woman in sports made her way to the ring. And no, we're not talking about Oscar. After running down the list of accomplishments the women have been responsible for over the last two years, she announced the first ever Women's Royal Rumble and drew a major yes chant from the WWE faithful. It is huge news that the women are finally getting their own Royal Rumble. I mean, we discussed this, didn't we, when uh, they actually, you know, Absolution and uh, the Riot Squad showed up on Raw and SmackDown to bring more, you know, women in the roster. I, I think it's only a good thing. And uh, the way Stephanie built it up, and yeah, again, Stephanie taking credit for the women's uh, revolution. I mean, I don't care. We're going to go see a Rumble, Royal Rumble match like anything we've ever seen before because, you know what I mean, it's, it's going to be women and... Uh, I'm expecting something really special from that. Dan, were you happy about the move? I was happy, yes, depending, you know, if they do it right. I want to see them do it right, you know, um, if Oscar's going to be in the match. But then again, Oscar, I'm, I'm not just being difficult, but Oscar could get a little rumble match and not affect a losing streak, wouldn't it? Oh, most definitely, yeah. yeah. You went, I'd, actually, I don't know, because she would maybe technically lose the match, but she wouldn't get pinned or submitted, would she? So I suppose... That's something you would take. Was it? That was it. Good. Right. So, SmackDown after Clash of Champions, Dan. Take it away. <clears throat> well, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon clear up Clash of Champions controversy. Daniel Bryan talked up the upcoming Women's Royal Rumble match before hyping the night's main event. Shane McMahon stepped into the ring with him to discuss the Clash of Champions bout they both refereed. The commissioner laid out all the issues he has with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. The two authority figures went back and forth and went down... What went down Sunday, Brian spoke of affording opportunities to the entire roster. Shane McMahon warned him that Shane, uh, that Kevin and Zane will backstab him before leaving the GM in charge of the show. I was a little bit disappointed with this because yeah. after all the shenanigans we had at the pay-per-view, yes, that's right, Tory Wilson is kissing a 40-year-old Shane Douglas. Uh, <laughs> All the shenanigans we had at the pay-per-view, I thought you there'd be... You can see part of a nipple. I thought there'd be more nipple. Uh, I thought there'd be more... <laughs> I thought there'd be more, like, friction and, and like, a kind of end... Not an end point, but a kind of certain storyline Brian and Shane were going to go on. And instead, it's kind of... They're, they're doing the same things they did 
before, and I thought, is he going to take it on to the next level now? But, you know. Yeah, they've been teasing us, but they've just been putting a tip in. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. pulling out and saying, yeah, I'm going home now. Up next, we had the Usos Tag Team Champions going against Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin in a non-tag team match. Gable and Benjamin won that match via pinfall. Oh, well, fair play to them. After I cut them off on their Clash of Champions, they came back with victory. Naomi Flair went up against Sarah Logan and Ruby Riot, two T's of the Riot Squad. Yeah, Flair and Naomi win via pinfall. So, unlike Absolution, the Riot Squad is not dominating yeah, that's a Smackdown bit, as much. Bit strange, I thought. Uh, but maybe Ruby's going to be the star of that team. I, I thought, I mean, you must have gone crazy for the main event because not only... You know, you talk about your dream team, then you've got your dream dream team, haven't you? Because oh, it's not the main event yet. Well, Dolph Ziggler, he came out and uh, he mocked all his doubters. He talked about his United States Championship win and his career overall. He showed a clip of his first US title in 2011, as well as other championship victories, winning ladder and the uh, Money in the Bank ladder match, winning the US uh, Intercontinental title, winning the heavyweight championship. And then he told fans they weren't worthy of his presence. He left the US title in the ring. So, hang on a minute. The guy who who just finally won one has now just phoned down the US title. Yep. Okay. I wonder if any developments will happen on the SmackDown afterwards. So, I guess we'll have to find out. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, dream team. <laughs> no, nope, not no, yet. Fuck me. What's next? New Day versus Rusev and Ang- A- hey, Aiden English. R- it's not Christmas Day, James. No. It's not box. It's Rusev Day. Happy Rusev Day, Dan. Yes, and uh, it was, I think, um, if I can remember correctly, Aiden English was dressed up like a snowman. Rusev was dressed up like Father Christmas. Kingston was dressed up like the gingerbread man. <laughs> yeah, basically, there was a flapjack into a pile of flapjacks. But, yeah, you know, it was it was silly. It's Christmas shenanigans. But, yes, James, as you can't wait to mention, it was... The dream team with AJ Styles going against Jinder Mahal, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah, but I mean, dream, dream, dream team, isn't it? Nakamura, Styles and all. I mean, I bet you the seat you had. You the dreamy team. There wasn't a dry seat left in the house. <laughs> and uh, yes, of course, uh, Nakamura, Orton and Styles went against Jinder Mahal, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Jinder Mahal and Orton began things off for their respective teams. But can, do you find it funny that Jinder Mahal, he was going against AJ Styles, just about to, yeah. Randy Orton, who he had three matches with, and Shinsuke Nakamura, which he had two matches with. So that's like basically, it was the main event of the last eight pay-per-views <laughs> yeah. that he went against. But anyway, um, the Bayface beat up on Jinder Mahal, Nakamura and Zayn battled each other with map-based offence. Kevin Owens and his squad later had Styles at their mercy. The comeback before things unraveled. The Singh brothers tried to worm the way into the action, but it didn't matter. Nakamura got the pin after the King Shasha. King Shasha! So Nakamura does get a victory, and the Dream Dream team do continue. So now, Dan, what's it time for? It is now time for the Raw review. For the first time in the history of Raw, the show was live on Christmas night. Um, well, John Cena returned to Raw because obviously what would Raw on Christmas Day be without John Superstar Cena? It would be nothing. It would be nothing. Well, John Cena returned to Raw for the first time since September in special broadcast with a bang and drawing a surprisingly positive reaction from a notorious tough Chicago audience. 
Cena was in the midst of a holiday-themed speak when he was interrupted. And not by the crowd chanting CM Punk, he was interrupted by the guitar-playing douche. And he came in claiming WWE stood for Walk With Elias. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Genius. genius. Fucking genius. You like a GPD more and more, aren't you? <sighs> nope. Yeah, you are. Get on the GPD train. Well, <laughs> chance of CM Punk interrupted Elias, to which Cena insisted they let the fans have fun. And when the drifter pr- tried to play a song that insulted the city, Cena took exception and called Elias a jerk. Oh. Well, the seemingly reformed Elias reshuffled the song to make the words kinder, only to lay Cena out with a cheap shot to end the segment. The Grinch of Monday Night Raw issued a challenge to Cena for a match right away. So we start off with our first match. Elias dominated most of the match. Cena come back, as he does, and beat him. He went for a couple of STFs, and then Cena the Superman fought back his signature onslaught, delivered the AA for the pinfall victory. wasn't a terrible match. But WWE still always do it, didn't they? Whenever they have part-timers or anybody like this come back, they always have them against a young talent, completely destroying them. Even like with DX Revival, didn't they? At the Raw 1000, when they beat up Damien Sim boys and girls. <laughs> Oh, is he the man that won the money in the bank but <laughs> done fuck all yeah. with it? Not Baron Corbin. No, no, no. No. And, but they've done it for years, haven't they, with with, with people like that. So, uh, again, at least Cena's uh, free agent Cena showed up on Christmas Day Raw. What was next? Up next, we had Hideo Itami making his 205 Live debut going against the Brian Kendrick. And we all know how this ends. Yeah, we all know what happened there. <laughs> if you've listened to the news, you know how it ends. Yeah. A match we've not seen before. Bailey, Mickey James and Sasha Banks going against Absolution. Oh, God. Yeah, you know. Uh, Absolution won. Moving on. <laughs> uh, up next, we had Heath Slater. And he hasn't been challenged in a while after losing to the Revival. So, you know, they put him in an easy match. Not against the man who's lost 160 million matches in a row. No, he put in a match against Kane. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, Kane beat him, basically. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, if Slater had beaten Kane, oh, yeah, uh, After the sure. match, Rhino came in, got some solid if- offence, but ended up eating a choke slam of his own as Kane walked away victorious. Um, up next, we had uh, Finn Balor and a man that... Heath Slater probably would have done a bit better against, and that's Kurt Hawkins. Yeah. Kurt Hawkins, he came out and he said, look, he's, uh, feeling, he's got the feeling of a Christmas miracle. He's issuing an open challenge to any superstar in the Raw locker room for a match in hopes of extinguishing his 146-match losing streak. Uh, the first ever Universal Champion, Finn Balor, answered the challenge, drawing a big pop from the Chicago fans. Uh, seeking his first win of 2017, Hawkins took the fight to Balor and even secured... Uh, scored a handful of near falls. A double stomp by Balor and a sling blade shortly thereafter led to the coup de gras and a victory for Finn Balor. Terrible match. Yeah, well, two matches, two, two no real surprise winners there. Indeed, yes. Uh, Woken Matt Hardy, Cindy Wyatt, Bray Wyatt came out to the arena for another long-winded promo as the lights came up. Matt Hardy was there and attacked Bray Wyatt. Uh, he cleared Wyatt from the square circle, grabbed the microphone and just laughed manically as a Reaper of Soul looked visibly shaken at the top of the ramp. The idea behind this was to establish Hardy's ma- ability to match mind game for mind game with Wyatt, and he did just that. Short and sweet and effective, basically. 
chants of Hardy and Delete could be heard drowning out Seamus and Cesaro's audio. Uh, then we had Miracle on the 34th Street Fight. Ah, see what he did there. Uh, Cruiserweight champion Enzo Amore, Drew Gulak and Davari, dressed in holiday garb, battled Cedric Alexander, Akira Tozawa and Mustafa Ali in a six-man tag team Miracle on 34th Street Fight. Davari rented the bout, but with a lumbar check to win the victory. Up next. Wasn't great. Uh, up next... <laughs> We had an Intercontinental Championship match, Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe. A pissed off and upset Roman Reigns can pay back for his opponent's assault on Dean Ambrose last week, unloaded on Samoa Joe and controlled the early portion of the match. Uh, The Destroyer, though, worked over Reigns with insulting slaps and a stunning headbutt coming out of commercial. Although Reigns countered with a Samoa drop for a quick two count, Reigns followed up with a big Superman punch. For the second time, nearly scored him the victory as he set up for the spear, although Joe countered with a kick to the face of Nuranagi to earn him a near fall alone. Joe caught Reigns coming back into the squared circle and looked in the cookie in a clutch, a move he's used to defeat the big dog numerous times. Reigns was unable to reach the ropes, fell to his back where the danger he found himself in became more apparent with every passing second. But never one to quit, though, Roman Reigns grabbed hold of the bottom rope. Yeah, basically, Reigns unloaded on Joe in the corner, shoved the referee... Got DQ'd. Joe may have won the match, but Reigns delivered a punch that sent Joe to the floor. Samoa Joe defeated Reigns via disqualification, basically. Um, up next was a secret Santa match. Oh. And that was Braun Strowman going against the poor Miz-Taraj. <coughs> Broman, Broman? Braun Strowman defeated the Miz-Taraj with a running power slam. Crowd was chanting one more time, so he hit them both with another running power slam. Quite <laughs> comical. Not really a great match, but... And now the best part of Raw, Alexa Bliss came out to deliver a promo. Wasted no time in taking credit for the first ever Women's Raw Rumble. This brought out Oscar, who had yet to approach the Women's Champion to this point. The Empress of Tomorrow officially announced her entry into the Raw Rumble and laid out the beautiful Bliss with a single kick. Oh. So it looks like Bliss is not going to defend her title until fucking WrestleMania then, by the way. Sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> she's Women's Champion, you know? But well, every other woman in the division is going to be in the Royal Rumble match at yeah. Royal Rumble. So, so. they can't really, yeah. She <coughs> might enter it herself and try and get there. But, yeah. It's now time for the main event of Raw. And that is the Raw Tag Team Championship match. Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan going against the bar. Before we get on to that, just say Oscar, yeah, enters herself into the Women's Rumble. You said if she'd entered the match, you'd win it. Are you citing Oscar's the favourite now in the Rumble match? Most definitely. It? Yeah, I mean... She'd come in number one and just start throwing them. Do you know what I mean? You well, she'd do an Austin, throw them out, yeah. get bored, chuck them back in again, stun them, and then throw them out again. But right. no, um, it, it should be a surprising women's Royal Rumble match. Yeah. I'm looking forward to a few of uh, the May Young Classic wrestlers that we've not seen. Uh, some maybe some NXT surprises. Well, a couple of couple of women's legends as well. You know, coming Santina. Back. Yeah. Well, okay, someone good coming back maybe for a little bit. Lita or someone like that involved. I mean, that'd Trish be Stratus. Nice. Exactly. Yeah. Kelly Kelly. No, no right. stop that. So anyway, main event time. <laughs> yes, main event time, and it was Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan going for the tag team championships. Now you know this isn't going to go anywhere, is it? No, of it's, course it's not. They're certainly not going to win. No. But they did. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, uh, the dissension between Rollins and Jordan was apparent by the looks as they exchanged prior to the bell to Monday night, uh, on Monday night. They would have put their differences aside if they wanted to defeat Sheamus and Cesaro to capture the World Tag Team Champions in a marquee bout. 
Rollins found himself isolated from his partner at the mercy of Sheamus and Cesaro. Jordan, frustrated from watching on the apron, attempted to take the fight to the champions at ringside, only to be sent back first into the guard. This left Rollins without anyone to tag for a while before Kurt Angle's son returned to the fray. He unloaded on the champions, tossing Sheamus and Cesaro around the squared circles if they would play things, and his, with his intensity fueling one of the three eyes. Cesaro halted his momentum and locked him in with a sharpshooter. Jordan survived as the action broke down with Rollins and Cesaro at ringside. Sheamus applied the cloverleaf. Again, Jordan survived. Moments later, he planted the Swiss Superman and scored the victory, winning him and Rollins tag team championships. Wow, who would have thought it? I mean, what an interesting way to uh, carry on this story here, you know, especially with Ambrose out now. They're going to go with this Jordan and Rollins thing. So. It'll be, I think, interesting. Maybe a little bit of a step down for what Seth Rollins has planned to do. But, I mean, that's raw in a nutshell at the moment, isn't it? He's just giving us very predictable matches at this moment in time, building towards what, the What, like Rumble. absolution going against three women and beating them? I mean, uh, when have you ever seen that again before? No, yeah, when have you, and, you know, Kurt Hawkins in action... Uh, <laughs> Mistarage in action losing. Uh, Balor getting completely mugged off. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, would, what would you rather see? Would you rather see a triple threat match at the Rumble involving Strowman, Kane, and Lesnar, or would you want to see Balor versus Lesnar? You know, I'd rather have seen Balor with the match that we saw AJ Styles against Lesnar. Yeah, I mean something similar to that that Finn Balor could do, coming out, but then coming out as a demon and losing this potentially. Is a but the demon character would then be like shit. Maybe he has got a chance because he has never lost, unless they. Were, but then again, to say they're protecting the demon character. Is is rubbish at the moment because of the way they're treating Finn. You know? <laughs> the actual you know? character. Yeah, exactly. Actual Finn. It Bally. is. Yeah, it yeah. is a bit of a, it's, a, it's like, a yeah. ridicule. Yeah. It's like Ziggler having a special <laughs> coat every time he wears it. He wins. Unfortunately, he only wears it three times a year, and then he hands exactly. it a title. I like Kurt Hawkins' walking stick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know that makes him lose. Yeah. Oscar's mask. Make there yeah. anyway. Anyway, we've got a couple of streaks going on. Like you said, Hawkins 146 match a losing streak, and Oscar's undefeated streak. In uh, WWE, will these continue into 2018? Well, he definitely will now because that is it for Raw for 2018. Uh, yes. I mean, we, we'll talk about Raw quickly because this is a year wrap-up. We're going to do January through to December after SmackDown, talking about the, the kind of major, major, major events, the, the podcast that we've done. But just what are your thoughts of Raw in 2017? You know, I mean... Well, I think it started off week, got stronger towards the middle of the year and ended week. I think I agree with it. When it when it first you know started the year, it was uh, not as good as SmackDown, was it? We'll get up to SmackDown in a minute, but like Raw as a show, three hours, very long winded. Indeed, yes. And then, like I said, middle of the year with the kind of Strowman Joe thing going on, uh, Roman Reigns involved in that. That was quite entertaining. The Shield reunion, we thought finally we're getting somewhere, and then it's, it's kind of petered out this year. I still think three hours is too long Indeed, for, Mon- yes. for Monday Night Raw. Uh, but I, I, what I do like about Raw at the moment is the fact there's not that many. Like you said, Kangle came out and said there's a triple threat match, and then got out of it. It wasn't like a 20 minute segment with him involved with like Stephanie and stuff like that. There is more wrestling, but cut the little changes. I think work out. Get rid of the Enzo cruiserweight talk. I think the cruiserweights now are in serious trouble going into the new year on Raw. Uh, I think the strongest aspect I think we can say in, in, in Raw at the moment for me would be the women's division. That would be the strongest thing. Yeah. You know. Even though they're constantly repeating matches, you know, it's just absolution against women and then 
you know, it's 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 getting a bit boring. Yeah. It's it is making Absolution look strong. Don't get me wrong. You know, it is a bit. Oh come on! Well, the, the bright hope is Oscar, isn't it? Because we know we're going to have Reigns and Lesnar at Mania. I mean, we talked about it all year now. We know that's yeah. going to happen. The the Ambrose Rollins feud, obviously, or the the split from the Shield, is not going to happen now. Uh, and and Strowman versus Triple H at Mania doesn't fill me with hope. So it's only really Oscar what they do, and they, they can't. You know, if they're going to go for the Rumble, they got to have a dominant, and you know, and that'll be something people can tune in for. Like I said, the Cruiserweight title means nothing at the moment, and the Revival hopefully can save the tag team division because the problem with Raw, even interesting things like Matt Hardy, now look at the repeating the same thing every week. It's like, oh come on, let's we not get bored of it, but we want to see something different. We want know? to see something come of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I, but I think that's WWE's well, problem. I, I think you know, with Raw, we need to see something different. Yeah. Because you know, seeing seeing the same thing over and over again, you know, is is getting boring. Change it up. Yes. Kick yeah, it exactly, in the nuts, yeah. you know, and throw spanners in the works. We like surprises. We like you know. We like difference. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, or you know, and even like if you've got three hours to play with, then the, the match, the matches, we should see more matches like Cesaro and Reigns that we've saw. Yeah, kind of longer style matches, and go over free free adverts if you have to. You know, uh, be, because this is the thing, and you've got to kind of make make it doesn't seem like it's you, you want to seem to be joining. You don't want to be like, oh shit, how how, how many matches we got left? You want to be like, oh crap, there's only a, an hour left of Raw, and I really want to see what's going on, but. Yes, yeah, so that's for all for 2017. So let's move on to SmackDown, Dan, and it's now time for the SmackDown summary. SmackDown general manager Daniel Bryan kicked off the show with an announcement of a United States Championship tournament, a necessity after what appeared to be Dolph Ziggler's voluntary relinquishment of the title last week. Gable and Benjamin interrupted, demanded answers about the tag team title picture, and more importantly, why have they not received their one-on-one match against the Usos? Well, Rue 7 Aiden English interrupted to a huge pop. Oh, yeah. And I mean a huge yeah. pop. I absolutely love Rusev. And I think Rusev's lapping it up as well, big time. Yeah. Uh, and then the New Day followed up. Eventually, Brian announced a triple threat number one contenders match to wrap up his portion of the segment. And again, short, sweet, to the point from Daniel Bryan, which is, you know, which is what we want. Yeah. And, it's, and they've kind of uh, given us resolution to two championships puzzles. And then we start off with uh, we started off with the number one contenders match, number one triple threat tag team, uh, number one contenders triple threat tag team match. Oh, easy for me easy, to say. Easy for you to say, yeah. Uh, yes, and it was the demolition derby of human flesh kicked off the in ring portion of this week's show as the new day Chad Gable, Shout and Benjamin, and the duo of Rue Seven English battled for the rights to challenge the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Uh, the crowd in Chicago was solidly behind Rusev and English, having gone all in on the Rusev Day act. The multi-man spots fans could have come to expect from the WWE and even saw Rusev apply the accolade to both Gable and Xavier Woods at the same yeah, no, time. That, that was awesome, yeah. Uh, Big E shined bright late, delivering his dangerous spear to the arena floor on Benjamin. Back inside the square circle, the former NCAA wrestler overcame, overcame a body racked with pain and teamed with Gable to deliver a powerbomb bulldog combination for the victory. So, Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable are the new number one contenders for the tags. That's a bit of a surprise. I thought I thought maybe Rusev and English would have a chance, but obviously with Benjamin and uh, Gable winning last week on SmackDown and again this week. What's next? Um, up next, we had a rematch from their bout at Clash of Champions. 
And uh, this tag team wanted to get some retribution after being humiliated at the show. And it was, of course, Breezango yeah. against the Bludgeon Brothers. Exactly. Showing a serious size. I'm sure Breezango put forward a tremendous effort. Um, well, much like the bout at Clash of Champions, Harper and Rowan obliterated Tyler Breeze and Fandango and assisted set-out powerbomb should have ended the match, but instead... Rowan pulled Breeze up at the count of two. Two. As the Unstoppable Hills continued their beatdown of Breeze Ango, of Breeze Ango, <laughs> the Ascension hit the ring, shoved Harper and Rowan, rescued their best friends from further punishment. Uh, what I liked about the segment, like the Ascension kind of said to Breeze Ango, you need to be in a match with him. Can I kind of set it up? And it, uh, I think it's interesting the way they did the kind of set up Breeze Ango. And I think we are going to see the Ascension versus the Bludgeon Brothers. I think there's a similarity between the two because people forget how popular Ascension was in NXT when they were there, when they were tag teaming and the punches are ar, ar, every time they were throwing strikes. Yeah. I think the Bludgeon Brothers very similar that kind of way at the moment. But I, I think for me, we talked about Harper before, I think there's more talent there and, and I think there's a lot more potential. But I would, wouldn't mind seeing the Ascension in a match with them and being a little bit competitive and people thinking... A bit not, more dominant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Being like, oh, hang on, <laughs> the Ascension aren't complete a comedy act, you know, but... Anyway, move, that's only hopes for me. Hopes and dreams. But um, anyway, up next we had Naomi versus Ruby Riot. It's a bit, it's a bit of revenge from uh, Naomi being taken out. Indeed, yes. She frustrated Riot earlier, taking the fight to her and controlling the pace. Just seconds later, though, Morgan and Logan made their presence felt. Naomi took them off the apron, allowing Riot to seize control and deliver a kick to the back of the leg. And then the Riot kick for the victory. After the match, the Riot Squad attempted a three-on-one beatdown, but Charlotte hit the ring for the save. The pack mentality of the Hills, though, allowed them to lay out the second-generation competitor and once again establish dominance. As the trio stood tall, though, Natalia emerged from the locker room with Carmella, Carmella. Lana and Tamina flanking her. The two Hill tandems came face-to-face before the Riot Squad backed down. Uh, I should say as well, Becky Lynch is now back in action. She was at house shows over the... uh... Christmas weekend, and of course the Miz is coming back now, so the Marine 18 is finished, and uh, they will soon. And, and they're building up, aren't they? Like you know, uh, Riot's not looking as dominant as, or uh, that women's group there is not as dominant as Absolution are on Monday Night Raw. Well, as mentioned earlier on in the show, there was a a tournament match for the U.S. Championship. And uh, I've got the United States Championship Tournament bracket that's, here. That's what annoyed me, though. They didn't mention it on SmackDown. They didn't mention the rest of the bracket. They talked about the US Tournament and didn't do anything. And there was English, I think, in his car when he found no, out. Oh, Xavier Woods. Was it Xavier Woods? So, yeah, he was in his car when he found out the news. Like, what? 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 I'm, I'm in the, the tournament. tournament. So can you please, unlike SmackDown, we will read you who's in the tournament. Of course, because we are more considerate than SmackDown. <laughs> But it is, and uh, up in the first match, it is Bobby Roode versus Baron Corbin. And on that side of the the bracket, uh, the bracket we've got Zack Ryder going against my favourite in the tournament, Mojo Rawley. I'll tell you fucking something. If Mojo Rawley is to beat Bobby Roode to get any of starter, I will fucking leave this <laughs> podcast. This will yeah. podcast will be no more if that happens. And on the other side of the bracket, we've got Jinder Mahal going against Ty Dillinger, which will be up later on in the SmackDown show. That smells a mid-card. It does. It does indeed. <laughs> My, how the mighty Mahal has <laughs> yeah, fallen. Exactly, yeah. uh, and quick. also, as we mentioned, Xavier Woods is going against 
Aiden English. But where is Rusev? Why is Rusev not involved in it then? I mean, surely Rusev. Don't call me early. Rusev over English, but anyway. So yeah, the next, the first tournament match was next. Yes, and that is Bobby Roode versus Baron Corbin, a man looking to get back his U.S. title. Baron Corbin going against the man who he's had f- problems with recently. Bobby Roode. Yeah, the glorious one. After Alex's success, Roode found himself grounded, overwhelmed by a focused and ferocious Corbin, seeking to take the first step towards winning the title he once called his own. He cut off the comeback attempts and flattened the glorious one with his powerful sidewalk slam. Roode withstood the onslaught of his opponent, delivered a massive spine buster. He tried for the glorious DDT, but the lone wolf countered with a deep six for a dramatic two count. After an intense back and forth that saw them fight it to the top rope, and then back to the mat, Rude countered a powerbomb attempt and stacked Corbin in a roll-up for the victory. So Rude surprised Corbin. So not only did it look, make Corbin look weak and not a great end of 2017, but again, Bobby Rude kind of struggling to get by, you know, not real clean victories. And, and again, US title for Rude, I mean, is that the way you're going to go? I'm surprised they gave this match first. Because you would think maybe they have it for a final match. Unless Mr. Midcard himself now, Jinder Mahal, gets given an opportunity. But then again, you've got Mojo as well. He's Well, on that on that note, we've got up next. It was a oh, second right, yeah. match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what was the next match? Uh, up next, we've got the second match of the United States Championship Tournament. And that is the perfect 10. 10. Versus ten. the modern day Maharaja. Yeah, you're right. He's not beating Orton now, aren't you? He's down in the mid-card. Jinder Mahal. So how did the perfect teen do? Tied you haven't seen him on SmackDown for the majority well, of the year. Despite but not being featured in any ongoing programs, we're on SmackDown period in months. The perfect 10. Teen. Ty Dillinger had the opportunity to advance in the US Championship Tournament. To do so, he would only have to defeat the former WWE champion, the modern-day Maharaja, Jinder Mahal, in singles competition. Well, Dillinger put up a spirited fight, even having Mahal reeling at one point, but the former WWE title holder was too much for the charismatic Canadian to handle. An impressive gut buster nearly put Dillinger away, but in the end, it was Mahal's vaunted collapse that ended the perfect Tian's night in disappointing fashion. Oh, uh, it's a shame for Dillinger, but I don't really think he stood a chance, but... Be interested to see what they do in this tournament, and uh, it will all be for nothing when Dolph Ziggler shows back up again. When it's, so there you go. In a non-title match, WWE champion AJ Styles went against Kevin Owens. Or oh, in the main event. In the main event. Oh, mate. For SmackDown. Smackdown. I like. That's why I like SmackDown. It goes quicker. It did go quicker, didn't it? Yeah, um, didn't it? Well, AJ and Kevin Owens, as we know, spent much of 2017 engaged in a heated rivalry. So it was only fitting they battled one last time in the main event Tuesday's broadcast. Styles started hot, but Owen seized control moments later and focused on the ground in the high flyer, baby face with a rear chin lock. He worked the move coming out of the commercial break with a massive back body drop added to the equation during the break. The phenomenal one momentarily fought back into the match, but a nasty lariat clothesline by Owens turned styled inside out. A hockey-esque fist fight broke out and gave way to Styles delivering a sliding forearm. The Pele kick was next as the WWE champion rolled. Late into the match, Zayn interfered, providing distraction that allowed Owens to deliver a big super kick for a strong near fall. Shane McMahon appeared and had Zayn ejected from ringside. 
The distraction, though, prevented the referee from counting Owen's shoulders down in a small package. A schoolboy roll-up by the prize fighter earned him a major upset victory to close out 2017. McMahon looked on in disbelief on the receiving end of a glare from Styles as Owens and Zayn celebrated as they had won the Stanley Cup as the show came to a close. So, an interesting way of doing it. I mean, it looks like maybe Owens and Styles now, but uh, don't get me wrong. I like Owens. I like Styles. I like the matches they have together. But isn't this exactly the same storyline we were doing for the US title when Owens thought Shane was screwing him and he was refereeing the match and then... They had all these... Tra- I mean, I, I'm just a negative person, don't get me wrong, but I, if they go that way, and if Owens does win the WWE title off um, AJ Styles, then it will be a, a big moment if he doesn't, and it gives AJ something to do, and again, this kind of shame at man thing. I mean, SmackDown's been interesting, isn't it, this year? I think, out of the two shows, I think SmackDown's definitely been better than Raw, hasn't it, you know? It has indeed, yes. Yeah, I, I mean, if you if you look at the entire year... I mean, it, it, SmackDown did lag in the middle up until Survivor Series because Jinder Mahal's WWE Championship run wasn't SmackDown's, like, it, it didn't help out SmackDown, didn't have a non-worker there on a show where you've got guys who actually, you know, you look at the roster, yeah. you've got people, even the... People this, actually deserve that. Yeah, the people the last SmackDown, you had New Day, you had Usos, you've got all these great workers, you know, Gable and Benjamin... Uh, AJ Styles over, and then you put Mahal there, and it was like, okay, right. But you know, it was it was a trial. It yeah, failed, yeah, it but it was a trial. Yeah. I mean, I think that was SmackDown's detriment. But I think they've picked up recently. Uh, they they got to be careful with Shane McMahon and Brian Feud that it doesn't start boring people, and actually there is progress to be made in it. If you know what I mean, and I think that's going to keep SmackDown going up until WrestleMania. I don't know what they're going to do with the WWE title picture. I don't know what AJ Styles, if he will be champion at Mania. I think with Raw, you look at he's thinking very predictable. You look at SmackDown, you think, well, I'm not sure who any of the champions are going to be come WrestleMania. You know, you've got all, all these questions you've got to ask yourself. You know, like tag team titles, they could easily change hands. US title now with Dolph Ziggler, that brings some interest to it, doesn't it? You know, and I think SmackDown's been doing that all year. I think, it, especially with two hours, it's a much better show. It, it's a quicker show and. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, so that's Smack, so I think SmackDown is better than Raw this year. I mean, Dan, what are your thoughts on SmackDown in 2017? Yeah, you know, as you say, aside from the modern-day Maharaja's title reign and the repeating main events for pay-per-views, I think the rest of it has been great. When you've got a roster of Bobby Roode, Nakamura, Ty Dillinger, uh, Randy Orton in, in your case, you know, Kevin Owens... <laughs> AJ Styles it's great work it's great entries and great characters it, but they need to sort it out collect the dots together and bring it like that I would love an AJ versus Nakamura match at Wrestlemania give or, you know however they do that and it, but they have to tell the, the proper story and I think Smackdown's got the advantage at the moment because Raw's known as the flagship where Smackdown can always get on with it can't it you know so uh I think that's all good this year. I think it's all good. So now we've looked at Raw and SmackDown. What we're going to do, go back all the way to January, and we're going to talk about this year. We're kind of going to have a, a WNR in podcast in review, if you know what I mean. The very first show of the year, we were looking at WWE versus WCW. The Monday Night Wars dominated wrestling during the 90s as Nitro and Raw went head-to-head every week. On this episode, January 4th, 1999, is our destination as we watch both Raw and Nitro and decide who won the battle that night. Raw featured a huge match 
And over in WCW, Nash and Goldberg were scheduled to face off. So that was our very first podcast of the year. And the excitement that we had to kind of start off the WWE versus WCW thing that we did. But also in January, we was focusing on the main event for January, which is the Royal Rumble and TakeOver as well. Early on in January, on the 8th of January, we had episode 83, bloody hell. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it was Royal Rumble 1997, and 20 years on from this mammoth event, history repeats itself, with this year being held in the Alamo Dome in Texas. We go back and watch the 97 Royal Rumble with two favourites, Bret Hart and Stone Cold, going for it head-to-head. In the main event, Shawn Michaels tries to win back the WWF Championship in his hometown against Psycho Sid. Plus The Undertaker, Mankind, and Rick Bogner. Yeah, episode 84, January 16th. It's Raw, WWE Raw Rumble 2007. Featuring three huge world title matches. Umaga trying to win the W Championship against John Cena in the last, the last man standing, standing match. match where yeah. he chokes him out using the ring ropes. Exactly, he chokes him out using the ring ropes. Uh, then the Royal Rumble match with hometown hero Shawn Michaels trying to get a WrestleMania, but the dead man, the dead man was in his white men in what WWE called their most star-studded Royal Rumble. And of course, that was ten years, ten, ten years on from. Um, Royal, but it's funny. From it's it's, um, it's another example of because uh, the two men that ended that Royal Rumble was uh, Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker. And the 2008 Royal Rumble, both them two men started it. Well, it's a very special episode today as we celebrate British wrestling. On New Year's Eve, after 30 years, World of Sport returned. We watched the first half and see how it compares to the competition. And on January the 15th and on January the 14th and 15th, the WWE held a tournament to crown a WWE UK champion. 16 men will fight for this prize, including Wolfgang and Mark Andrews. If that wasn't enough. We talk about the three big stories from the week, including Kurt Angle is being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. It's true. It's true. Yeah, so we got to the UK tournament, Dan, and we both had two picks each. So for my picks, my number one was Pete Dunne, and my second pick was Wolfgang. And my number one was Pete Dunne, and my second was Trent Seven. Yeah, Trent Seven. So now we're going to have a look at the UK Championship tournament. We'll see how our pick's done in that tournament. <laughs> yeah, the first match, Tyler Bate beat Tucker. Danny Birch lost to Jordan Devlin. Yeah. Oh, Trent Seven, my pick, beat H.C. Dyer. Yeah, my pick, Wolfgang, beat Tyson T-Bone. Mandrews, or Mark Andrews, beat Dan Maloney. Joseph Connors beat James Drake. Pete Dunn, our pick, beat Roy Johnson. And Sam Gradwell p- pinned Saxon Huxley. Then we moved on to the quarterfinals. Tyler Bate pinned Jordan Devlin. My man, Wolfgang, beat Dan's man to earn me a bonus point, Trent Seven, to go through the semi-finals. Uh, Mark Andrews beat Joseph Connors by pinfall. And our pick, Pete Dunn, beat Sam Gradwell to go through to the semi-finals. Unfortunately, Wolfgang didn't make it any further because he did lose to Tyler Bate in the semis. And our pick beat Mark Andrews to advance to the final. And then the final was, Dan? The final was Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunn, and Tyler Bate won that one, beating our man. So then the next podcast after that was, of course, part two of the British special. So what were your thoughts on the UK title tournament, Dan? Absolutely brilliant. Uh, What a great way to start the year off, and it feels like it was longer than a year ago, to be honest. Got introduced to some great wrestlers who we've seen time and time again, and, uh, you know, produced some of the greatest matches of the year. And 
yeah, you know, it's been a, a refreshing change to WWE. Yeah, it really has. So, yeah, WNR 85 Part 2, Episode 85, British Wrestling Special Part 2. On this show, we watch a second night as we crown a brand new WUK champion. With the quarters ace, it was sure to be all action. Also, we have the second half of World of Sport. Could Grado defy all odds and become champ? Plus, lots more on the best of British, because we really want to celebrate British wrestling at the start of the year, didn't we? And I, I think we did, uh, if I don't mind saying so myself, a really good job. Up next, we had uh, episode 86, which is a WWE Network Roundup. And on this episode, we have 6T action to catch up on, including a new number one contender for the NXT title, tours in Japan and Australia, and the last show before TakeOver. Also, 205 Live features the King of Cruiserweights, Neville, plus all the latest collections and new shows on the network. And then the WNR 87, it was the WWE Royal Rumble 2017. Get the WNR's take on the most unpredictable rumble in the star-studded match plus two huge title matches. Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns with Y2J suspended above the ring with the big dog strike gold. Do you remember that? How long ago is that now? Chris Jericho was a sexy piñata. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Plus, could John Cena equal Ric Flair's record of 16 wins against AJ Styles? Yes. All right, so we talk about the uh, Rumble event because, of course, we released that first. So, yeah, January 29th, 2017, attendance of 52,000 people at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. And we talked about the event. So let's run, do, run through the uh, the matches for this one. So don't forget, we had a big two-hour pre-show, didn't we, to start it all off. And we had Naomi, Nikki Bella, Becky Lynch defeating Alexa Bliss, Mickey James and Natalia in six-women tag team match. Um, also in the pre-show, we had Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. And they defeated, they defeated the bar for the tag team titles. Yeah, and the bar weren't the bar yet, were they? But uh, Gallows and Anderson were tag team champions this year. I don't know how long ago it was. Nia Jax defeats in what was one of her early Raw matches. Women's match of the night after four matches. Yeah, Charlotte Fair defeating Bailey to retain the Raw Women's Championship. And then Kevin Owens defeating Roman Reigns. Well, thanks to Braun Strowman coming out and putting Reigns through the announce table. Of course, Chris Jericho was the sexy piñata. Who was defeat? Oh, Neville defeated Rich Swan to great championship. Yeah, that was Neville's big debut, wasn't it? He wanted more of him, and he finally showed up. And then John Cena defeated AJ Styles, become sixteen-time world champion in what was Dan's match of the year. Indeed, yes, and a, a very close contender for match of the year. We had Randy Orton, who won the Royal Rumble by last eliminating Roman Reigns. Well, there was a couple of things that happened in the Royal Rumble match. I mean, first off, it was who was number 10. 10. Which we're just going to have a listen to now. Well, so, next out is number 10. And Strowman's down. And I'm going with the crowd on this one, and I hope Ty Dillinger comes out oh, at number 10. Fuck me, if you brilliant. <laughs> yes! <laughs> have you got Ty Dillinger? Read it. Ty Dillinger is here at the Royal Rumble. The and perfect, I called it. Yeah, but the perfect 10. My man, I'm so glad you yeah, know. I called it. I mean, how overexcitable are you there, Dad? I mean, you just picked Ty Dillinger and you're having a go at me. And I thought that was your level of excitement, but it wasn't, was it? Uh, no, that my level of excitement would go up as uh, the winner well, came to fruition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's just have a listen to how Dan responded to Randy Orton winning the Rumble. And now on, it's your pick, on, Randy, Randy Orton. Hear voices, my son. You Hear voices. said Randy Orton, Dan. Spin. Boom! RKO. Throw him out. Oh, yes! 
Yes! <laughs> I hear voices. <laughs> Unbelievable. What does that say, James? Royal Ran- Rumble match Randy winner. Randy Orton. Randy voices Orton. Randy Orton has done what Dan thought was so obvious to do and win the Royal Rumble match. What a moment, Dan, for you. What a moment for me and Randy. Unbelievable. How would you be there? I mean, thank God someone like me is never biased on uh, this podcast. Did you know that Randy Orton actually only eliminated one person during the whole Royal Rumble? And my match of the night was AJ versus Cena. And my match of the night was also AJ versus Cena. And my rating was 8 out of 10. And I gave that an 8.5 out of 10. Well, episode 88 and it's NXT TakeOver San Antonio. We're at the WNR. have been waiting for this event as it features the biggest money match in NXT history. And that is Bobby Roode going against Shinzuki fucking Nakamura. Would it be the glorious, would the glorious one be able to beat the King of Strong Style? As well as the NXT tag and women's championships on the line. Also, who would win the predictions and what did we think of the event? Also, the NXT after takeover, plus lots more. Well, we had Eric Young with Alexander Wolfe and Killian Dane defeating Ty Dillinger. We had Roderick Strong defeating the new reigning, defending... <laughs> he wasn't at that time in January, was he? He wasn't at that time in well, January. Well, we had Roderick Strong defeating Andrade Cien Almas. We had the Authors of Pain defeating DIY Johnny Gagano and Tommaso Ciampa. We had Oscar defeating Billy Kay, Peyton Royce and Nikki Cross in a fatal four-way match for the NXT Women's Champion. And then, yeah, and then in the main event, in the main event, was Bobby Roode defeating Shinzuki Nakamura to become the NXT champion. And what was probably the great, well, my favourite pay-per-view of all year, January 28th, 2017. You can forget that. Freeman Coliseum in San Antonio, Texas. Do you want to know how excited I was? Have a listen to this. Well, the knee's in serious trouble. Another DDT now. Oh. Hits it. Roode going for the cover. One, two, three. Bobby Roode has become the NXT champion. Tonight, destiny is made. And Bobby Roode has done it. (laughs) Fucking glorious. So, yeah, that was my kind of mark-out moment of the year, I think it was, Bobby Roode. uh, So, we both had a great mark-out moment (laughs) that weekend. Exactly, that same weekend, we both went for it. We just like, fuck it, let's, let's go for it, shall we? So, NXT TakeOver San Antonio, I gave it a 9 out of 10. And my match of the night was Bobby Roode versus Nakamura. And I gave it an 8 out of 10. And my match of the night was Roode versus Nakamura. Well, the, ne- the next podcast after that was... And up next, we got February. Next one was the WNR 89, the WWE Elimination Chamber. With a WWE title on the line, who would leave Satan's structure... As WWE champion. If that wasn't enough, would Luke Harper disrupt Orton's WrestleMania plan and the women and tag team titles on the line? So the Elimination Chamber 26-17 took place in Phoenix, Arizona on February 12, 2017. And here are the matches. In the pre-show, you had Cunt Mojo Rawley defeating Kurt Hawkins. And in the main show, you had Becky Lynch beating Mickey James, Apollo Crews and Kalisto defeating Del Sigler. Yes, that really happened. <laughs> American Alpha eliminated the Ascension tag team turmoil match for the uh, titles. Natalia versus Nikki Bella ended a double count out. Randy Orton defeated Luke Harper. Naomi defeated Alexa Bliss for the SmackDown Women's Champion. 
And of course, the Elimination Chamber match, John Cena had won the WWE title two weeks previously, then lost it to Bray Wyatt in the Elimination Chamber match alongside The Miz, Baron Corbin, AJ Styles, and Dean Ambrose. Elimination Chamber. My <coughs> match tonight was the actual Chamber match. Uh, my match was also the Chamber match. I gave that 7.5 out of 10. And I gave that an 8.5 out of 10. So, episode 90, the Monday Night Wars go extreme. February 24th, 1997 was a day as ECW invaded Monday Night Raw. Sandman, Tommy Dreamer and Paul Heyman ran riot on Raw. With the Undertaker and LAD in action as well, could the WF win the battle? W Nitro, we were coming off the heels of the Macho Man joining the NWO. With that, Team WSW was in trouble. Could Sting be the man to lead the fight back? Or would Hogan and co. have a plan for him? So yeah, that was ECW joining the uh, WWE versus WSW fight. The next event, uh, next podcast we had, Dan? Um, it was episode 91, the WNR Roundup for the month, featuring the latest goings-on in 205 Live, Holy Foley, WWE 24 Series, Legends with JBL, and Ride Along. Talking smack and the sad passing of some WWE legends round up this massive podcast. And don't worry, because part two will have NXT update. Part two, it was the WNR NXT update, looking at the latest goings-on in NXT, including a glorious new champion, who would try to challenge Rude and would knock Nakamura ever recover from his injuries sustained at TakeOver. With the tag team and Oscar's title on the line, it's an update to remember. Episode 92, it's WWE Fastlane 2017. With this being the last pay-per-view before Mania, what did the Raw crew have to offer? Would Kevin Owens continue his 118-day reign as Universal Champion? Or would the legendary Goldberg once again become champion 14 years after his last time. Also, Bailey would try to break Charlotte's record of 16 and out pay-per-views. Plus, Roman Reign looks to take down the undefeated Strowman. So we'll just run through that card quickly. It was March 5th, 2017 at Bradley Centre, Milwaukee, <coughs> Wis- Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Dan, just read through the results. Um, we had Rich Swan and Akira Tozawa defeating the Brian Kendrick and Noam Dar with Alicia Fox. Samoa Joe defeated Sami Zayn by technical submission. Uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson defended their tag team championships against Enzo Amore and Big Cass. <laughs> Remember when that was a tag team? Yeah, Banks got a bit of rumble revenge against Nia Jax, defeating her in singles competition. Cesaro, with Sheamus in his corner, defeated Jinder Mahal. <laughs> <laughs> Big Show defeated Rusev with Lana. Neville, champion, defended his title against Jack Gallagher. The Cruiserweight title match, I think that was our... Oh, fucking hell, I forgot to say it, we'll do it in a second. Roman Reigns defeated Braun Strowman in a singles match. Bailey defeated Charlotte Flair to retain her... And Charlotte Flair's 16-0 pay-per-view streak. And then the, the Kevin Owens 118-day title reign came to an end in 20 seconds. Skullberg beat becoming your new Universal Champion. Fastlane, my match of the night was a cruiserweight title match. Jack Gallagher versus Neville. Fastlane, my match was also Jack Gallagher versus Neville. And I gave that a 7.25 out of 10. I also gave that a 7.25 out of 10. Alright, so the next podcast, episode 93, it's WrestleMania 3. It's James's pick, or my pick this year, and it took place 30 years ago. 
93,000 fans packed into the Silver Dome for a battle of the ages. Hulk Hogan, WWE Champion for three years, faced Andre the Giant, a man undefeated and never, never even knocked off his feet. If that wasn't enough, the classic still talked about today. That's Randy, Macho Man, Savage, Ricky, the Dragon Steamboat. Plus everything else WWE could give you in the 80s, including Hillbilly Jim teaming up with some uh, little people, which I think we had a right laugh about. And of course the Bulldogs involved as well. Up next for WNR 94, we had Mystery Mania. Mystery Mania was WrestleMania 21. WrestleMania goes Hollywood. And that was your pick at WrestleMania. Why did you pick that WrestleMania for, Dan? Because it had some uh, quality matches. You had John Cena beating JBL for the for his first WWE Championship. Yep. You had Batista beating Triple H yeah. to get the World Heavyweight Championship. Yep. And you also had Randy Orton going against the undefeated streak of The Undertaker, the legend killer versus the streak. And I think my favourite match on that card was Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels, which I think is still a classic that we can uh, talk about today. And then we presented the WNRW Hall of Fame 2017. We The WNR presents Hall of Fame class of 2017, looking at a match from each of the induct- inductees' historic careers, including Rude versus the Warrior and DDP versus the Macho Man. Also, the headline act in the Hall of Fame in action against the Viper, Randy Orton. Plus a look at Legacy Awards and who's inducting them. Of course, the Hall of Fame are going into the, the main event of this year's Hall of Fame, Kurt Angle. And up next, we had episode 95. It's a WNR's W Review. Catching up on the last month's latest news, rumours, arrivals and exits. Also, we have uh, also we have our NXT update as we head towards TakeOver with the glorious one defending his title and the return of Nakamura. And if that wasn't enough... We have our 205 Live catch-up and a new challenger for Neville's crown. Can Austin Aries, can Aries be the one to dethrone him at Mania? Plus, Paige and lots more. We then move on to the W96 and it's WWE WrestleMania 33. The showcase of the immortals and it holds two incredible facts. The longest Mania in history and the longest podcast in WNR history. It is, Dan, 4 hours and 48 minutes long, the podcast we did release. For WrestleMania. And WrestleMania was five and a half hours in the end. So uh, that's, that's quite incredible. We have two hours of kickoff where we give you Mania facts and records before the Cruiserweight and IC title matches. Then to the show of shows and ten huge matches. Could Goldberg and Bray Wyatt defend the championships against the Beast and the Viper? If that wasn't enough at WrestleMania, there's a moment that will live with us forever. Then in the main event, whose yard was it? The big dog Roman Reigns collides with a dead man. What would be the implications if the Demon of Death Valley lost? Find this out and lots more. So let's talk about the card, Dan. Do you want to just run some of the matches? We'll run through the matches. So WrestleMania, April 2nd, 2017. 75,245 people in Orlando, Florida. Up first on the pre-show, we had a very stacked pre-show. And we had Neville defending his championship against Austin Aries and he beat him. We had the 33-man Battle Royal for the Andre the Giant Memorial Trophy. And, of course, that was James's favourite winning that, Mojo Rawley. And he won by last eliminating Jinder Mahal. We had Dean Ambrose defending his championship successfully, uh, his Intercontinental Championship successfully against Baron Corbin. We had AJ Styles defeating Shane McMahon in a singles match. We had Kevin Owens defeating Chris Jericho to become the new United States Champion. 
We had Bailey, and she defeated Charlotte Flair, Nia Jax and Sasha Banks to retain her women's championship. We had a fatal four-way tag team ladder match. And that saw the return of the Hardy Boys, yep. Matt and Jeff Hardy. Oh, oh, moment of the year that was. Holy shit, moment of the year. Indeed, yes. And they came, and they came back to recapture the tag team championships. So it has become a fatal four-way. They knew they were saying, but who's the other team? No! <laughs> they did! They did it! Yeah! Really? He said the raw... Raw Rossini in the shake-up. Fucking hell, Dan. Can I change my pick? Yeah, can we both change our picks? Hardys. We go Hardys, yeah? Hardys. Oh, we go Hardys. We're going to put our calls it as our sees it card, and we are changing our picks for Hardy Boys. Hardys. My God, Dan. What a moment. We had a mixed tag team match, John Cena and Nikki Bella, and they defeated the Miz and Maurice. And after, of course, John Cena proposed to Nikki Bella. We had Seth Rollins defeating Triple H in a non-sanctioned match. We had Randy Orton defeating his former partner, Bray Wyatt, in a singles match for the WWE Championship. We had Brock Lesnar defeating Goldberg to kind of regain some face back against him. Uh, We had Naomi defeating Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Carmella, and James Ellsworth, uh, with James Ellsworth, and Mickey James and Natalia to get the women's championship. Uh, and the main event of the night was Roman Reigns defeating The Undertaker in a no-holds-barred match. Yeah, we saw The Undertaker taking off the coat and the gloves and the hat, laying it in the ring, and maybe retiring. Throw men in the audience crying because they know what this moment means to everyone. Thank you, take a chance as well. Look, folding up his jacket. Nice and neatly down. Unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Post-match retirement. Nah. Come on, fuck. Come on. No, no you can't. It's not confirmed, uh, is it? He'll, get, he'll be on Raw tomorrow. After he was saying he literally hung up his yeah, gloves. Yeah, I know, no, no, I'm not it. You're a bitch. <laughs> you just can't give me anything tonight. <laughs> no. Oh, the Undertaker taking off his hat. And the Undertaker, don't take this moment away from the Undertaker, Dan. Don't this take is, this is moment his, away from me. Dan, this is his last match, right? Well, <laughs> 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 the man's just about to retire. Yeah, to retire, Dan. Give me some respect. And look at that, the fireworks go off. The Undertaker music, and he has got a tear in his eye. And what a moment it is for the dead man here at WrestleMania. Thoughts on this year's Mania? It's kind of weird, because I don't know if I've gone back and watched it in its entirety. I've, I've watched the Hardy thing again. And I've definitely watched the Undertaker-Roman Reigns match again. But I, uh, I can't say that... I don't know. I, I think it was a good Mania, but I don't think it was a great Mania. What were your thoughts on WrestleMania this year? Uh, yes, I agree with you. I think it was a good Mania, but it wasn't anything special to write home about. You know, It was just like another WWE pay-per-view, only ten times longer. Yeah, no, it really was. It was seven and a half hours, if you include two hours kickoff. And uh, we didn't really have... That even though we had a great moment in the Hardys, we didn't have that kind of standout match, did we? That uh, that delivered, <coughs> that kind of delivered in ring, you know. Uh, our rate, well, match of the night for me at WrestleMania was was Bill Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar, and my match of the night was the ladder match for the tag team championships. Yeah, and I gave that an eight out of ten WrestleMania. So even though I'm, I'm saying it wasn't great, I still gave it an eight. Uh, and I gave that 
a seven out of ten. Bit harsh, there, wait. <laughs> it was like six o'clock in the morning, though, when we did that podcast extra after the huge build-up to WrestleMania. It's all over now. How would the WWE do on the first day of the season? Would we see any surprise returns? Would anyone be called up from NXT? Would we have a new general manager for Raw? Yes, yes, yes. We watch both Raw and SmackDown. Also, if that wasn't enough, we watch Raw Talk and Talking Smack. Wrapping up the week's events in a nice little bow. Plus, 205 Live, where we'd have a new number one contender Neville's Championship. I'll tell you something, I can't remember the night before <laughs> after WrestleMania. Uh, what, are the, what are the big rivals? I can't think of the big rivals. Hardys were there, weren't they? Was WNR 97, NXT TakeOver, or Lash? And could the King of Strong Style stop the glorious Bobby Roode for the NXT Championship? Also, Oscar faces the toughest challenge in Ember Moon. With an instant classic when the Authors of Pain defend the NXT Tag Team titles against DIY and The Revival. Chuck in Sanity against Team, Perf- Te- Team Perfect 10 and the debut of Alistair Black, NXT proves its takeover shows are the place to be. Not only that, but the kickoff and our predictions league. Uh, so yes, NXT TakeOver Orlando. And I basically just read through the matches, but again, we had Sanity, which is Alexander Wolfe, Eric Young, Killian Dane, with Nikki Cross, defeating Cassie Sano, Roderick Strong, Ruby Wright, and Ty Dillinger. Then your man, Dan Alistair Black, defeated Cien. My other man. <laughs> in debut, the Authors of Pain, like I said, instant classic, defeating the DIY and the Revival. Oscar defeating Ember Moon for the Women's Championship for the second time, beating Nakamura. Dan, what was your match of the night for that one? My match of the night... NXT Orlando, it was the tag triple threat match. Yeah, for me, it was tag triple threat match. I think that was the best one. And rating out of 10? 9. And I gave that a 9. Oh, yeah, 9 for me. As well as another great takeover event. They don't really get much better, do they? You know? Right, up next, the next podcast, and it was a special one, wasn't it? Um, up next, it was episode 98, and the WNR present the Kurt Angle special. Looking at his entire WWE run with a match from each year he competed, with huge matches against Shawn Michaels and Randy Orton, and rivalries revisited in Brock Lesnar, it's an episode not to miss on the way to the WNR 100. Plus, lots more. Enjoy. Enjoy. (laughs) We are building towards the WNR 100. We had it on May the 4th. Of course, this podcast came out 23rd of April. The hype was there. And I love the Kurt Angle special because... It introduced uh, new fans to what he could do. And the thing, you know, the other thing I really liked about it as well, and we'll get on to this in a minute, but the last match Cat Angle had was against Randy Orton, and that kind of, like, in a Marvel Cinematic Universe type of way, moved on to our next superstar profiles. But the next podcast after that was WNR 99. One way from the legendary WNR 100, we bring April's W Network Review Roundup. We watched 205 Live and NXT, where we say goodbye to two NXT stalwarts. We witnessed the return of the chosen one, Drew McIntyre, a man who wants to be the new face that runs the place. If that's not enough, the latest news, and we have a look at the new collections added. And Dan, what was next? The biggest event of the year, bar, <coughs> bar none. This was the biggest event of the year. WN100, for the first time ever, Dan, we went live for this podcast on May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Exactly. May the 4th be with you. We celebrate our two-year anniversary and we get to 100 episodes. And it's all thanks to everybody listening. Now, for the first time, I'd say we went live. And that was a real game changer, wasn't it, Dan, when we decided to do that? 
It was indeed, yes. Yeah, I mean, the kind of lead up to it, we thought we wanted to do something special for everybody who's listened to us, of course, since we started in 2015. But what exactly to do? And we thought, well, you, we were talking about it, and you was like, well, it'd be good to go live, wouldn't it? And I was like, well, yeah, maybe on like video, maybe on YouTube, weren't sure what to use. And then we decided, like, say, Spreaker Radio, and we set that up. And of course, if it wasn't successful the first one, then we would never have done one again. But I can gladly say it was a success. And of course, don't forget, the next time we are live <coughs> is January 27th and 28th. On Saturday night, we'll be live with you at 11pm for NXT TakeOver, which is going to be huge. And on Sunday, Dan? And on the Sunday, we are live for the pre-show for the Royal Rumble. And then we're going to be staying up all night to watch the Royal Rumble match in its entirety. And it is probably my favourite time of the year, Yeah, the yeah, Royal yeah. Rumble. Most, most definitely. We can't wait to finally have it's our first Rumble weekend live with everybody listening. Uh, and we honestly can't wait for that. But the WNR 100 was special. And here's a little clip to show you what we did on that. Hello and welcome to the WWE Network Review. Hello and welcome to the WWE Network Review. Hello and welcome to the WNR Podcast. Hello and welcome to the WNR Podcast. joined by my two friends, Dan White and Dwayne. My name's James Jones, and as always I'm joined by Dan White and Jared Gawler. My name's James Rollins and as always I'm joined by Dan White. I am James Rollins and as always I'm joined by Dan White. Brand new podcast reviewing the WWE Network. It's episode 25 and it's episode 50 today. And it is a very special episode today because it is episode 75 and it is episode 99 today. Moment, which is NXT from this week. I've just shown Jags Joey's debut against Scott Dawson. NXT. Well, Joey's going to kill him. <laughs> Don't tap out, Metalli. Come on, son. You can do this. For the 311 Club. Oh, oh you let me down, son. But well done to my number one pick, TJP. And new <laughs> Cruiserweight Champion. He <laughs> is. And also the winner of the CWC tournament. Well, and it's the first episode of 205 Live, so it is on the WWE Network, so we are going to watch it right now.
Have you got Ty Dillinger? Read it. Ty Dillinger is here at the Royal Rumble. The perfect, I called it. Yeah, but the perfect tent. My man, I'm so glad you yeah, know. I called it. To see him here. Hear voices, my son. Hear voices. Dead Randy Orton, Dan. Boom! RKO. Throw him out. Oh, yes! Man. Yes! Hear <laughs> <Happy> voices. <laughs> Trouble. Another DDT now. Oh, hits it. Food going for the cover. One, two, three. Bobby Roode has become the NXT champion tonight. Destiny is made, and Bobby Roode has done it. Um, so that's WL100. Dan, up next? Um, up next is episode 101, 101. And it's a big one this week as we present WWE Payback 2017. What would Raw have to offer in the first pay-per-view since Mania? Get ready for the full horror as Bray Wyatt and Orton end their near eight-month feud and Braun Strowman tries to squash Roman Reigns. Then the WNR travel to London to watch Raw and SmackDown Live. Get our honest opinions of the good and the very bad from those two nights. Yeah, we should say anybody wants to go listen back. Our problem was the VIP tickets, weren't they? We spent an awful lot of money to get these tickets, and in the end, it ended up being quite a disappointment for Raw. For SmackDown, it was great because we had Nakamura and uh, Ty Dillinger and stuff like this. But go back and listen to that. And of course, but we'll talk about the payback pay-per-view, and Dan's going to give us the result. Payback, which was held, I can tell you when it was held, we're on to uh, April 30th, my dad's birthday, April 30th, 2017, San Jose, California. Um, yes, we had on the pre-show, Enzo and Cass defeated Gallows and Anderson. Um, up next, Chris Jericho defeated Kevin Owens by submission to regain the US Championship. And since Jericho won the title, he was transferred to SmackDown. We had Austin Aries defeating Neville by disqualification, so Neville kept his Cruiserweight Championship. We had the Hardy Boys defeating Sheamus and Cesaro, Sheamus and Cesaro to regain their Tag Team Championships. Alexa Bliss defeated Bayley to become the first women's champion to hold both Raw and SmackDown Championships. Bray Wyatt defeated Randy Orton in probably the worst <laughs> ever match in history. In a House of Horrors match. <laughs> Seth Rollins defeated Samoa Joe. Oh, my God. And Braun Strowman defeated Roman Reigns in a singles match. A single, I, I tell you what, we hated this pay-per-view. I remember doing it. Uh, my match of the night for payback was... My match of the night, yeah, Hardys versus The Bar. And my match of the night was also Hardys versus The Bar. And then my rating was six and a half out of ten. My rating was also six and a half out of ten. Well, for me, that is my worst rating of the year, six and a half out of ten. I've actually got one that's worse. Yeah, I know you have. I know, yeah. <laughs> and you've got another six and a half as well. So then we move on to May, and it's the episode 102. With mere hours away from NXT TakeOver in Chicago, we bring you the WNR Network Review for May. W24, Finn Balor, Table 3, Talking Smack, and Bring It to the Table, all watched... And we have 205 Live catch-up. 
where we were at for the one, <laughs> we're bragging a little bit, which we were at for the one in London. If that wasn't enough, we bring you NXT update. We challenge the NXT champion at TakeOver. Well, then May 21st, 2017, episode 103, we're live again for kickoff. That's not all, as we watch and find out who will face Tyler Bate for the UK title. Plus, we have full rundown of all of tonight's matches. Plus, we release NXT TakeOver main show soon. Well, up next is NX, uh, is episode 104. It's the NXT TakeOver Chicago. We said on a live kickoff show these events don't disappoint, and boy, were we right. A match of the year contender and a ladder match for the age, followed by one of the biggest shocks in NXT history. Plus, the glorious Bobby Roode and the undefeated Oscar defend their championships with lots more. Yeah, and it was May 20th, 2017, for the All-State Arena in Rosemont, Illinois. Roger Strong defeated Eric Young. Roger Strong defeated Eric Young with Alexander Wolfe and Killian Dane. Pete Dunne defeated Tyler Bate in what was my match of the year. Oscar defeated Nikki Cross and Ruby Riot. Triple threat match for the women's title. Bobby Roode, the glorious Bobby Roode, retained the NXT title against Hideo Tami. And then the Johnny Gagano Wolfe for most punishment taken in the match was given to Johnny Gagano in this match. Well, unfortunately, when he lost with uh, Tommaso Ciampa DIY versus Yorfa's Pain in an ho- awful ladder, as in awful, as in hard to watch ladder match, and then Ciampa turned on him. Unbelievable. Mine was a UK title match. Yeah, I think, yeah, mine was the UK title match as well. And I gave that pay-per-view an eight and a half. And I gave that eight and a half as well. I thought it was great. I, I was a bit of a shame that Bobby Roode was kind of uh, not main event there, shall we say. But hey, we move on. So now it's a WNR Podcast Extra. Before the Mayhem, which was NXT TakeOver and Backlash, there was the WWE UK title special exclusive WWE Network featuring one of the best matches this year. It's not to be missed. So it aired May 19th, 2017. And the results, Dan? Well, Wolfgang defeated Joseph Connors in a singles match. The Brian Kendrick and TJP defeated Dan Maloney and Rich Swan in a tag team match. Pete Dunne defeated Trent Seven in a singles match to determine the number one contender for the WWE United Kingdom Championship. And Tyler Bate defeated Mark Andrews in a singles match for the WWE Championship. And uh, up next is episode 105. The WNR presents WWE Backlash 2017. And what a night it turned out to be with a main event to remember. That's not all, as we have SmackDown's best on show with Owens versus Styles and the debut of Shinsuke fucking Nakamura. Plus, lots more, including the Prediction League. So, WWE Backlash, May 21st, 2017, from the All-State Arena, Rosemont, Illinois. So, in the pre-show, Ty Dillinger, perfect 10, defeated Aiden English. Shinsuke fucking Nakamura defeated Dolph Ziggler. The Usos defeated Breeze Ango for the tag team titles. Sami Zayn defeated Baron Corbin. The Welcome Committee, Natalia, Tamina, Camella. Defeated Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Naomi. Kevin Owens defeated AJ Styles by countout for the US title on the line. Luke Harper defeated Eric Rowan, who are now tagged him again. Can we just leave the pay per view there? Can we just end it there? Yeah, nothing. I don't think of Yeah, nothing else there, happened after. So, your match of the night for that one, Dan, was? My match of the night was Owens versus AJ Styles. And again, you copied me. My match of the night was Owens versus AJ Styles. <laughs> and I gave that a 7 out of 10. Uh, I gave, what did I give it? Seven. I gave that seven, but who can forget the shocking moment uh, in Backlash? And Dan, I know you don't want to talk about it now, so let's go back and listen to it. A double <laughs> suspension DDT, but again, Mahal. Oh, fucking hell. Yes. 
Orton's got them both up in the DDT. And like you say, in the background, I think I see Jinder Mahal slightly recovering. Boom! Oh, Plants both the Bollywood boys with his suspension DDT. Orton, watch your back. Jinder Mahal, go for it! No. Sam! One, two, three! <laughs> and Jinder Mahal has won the WWE title! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Sammy Zayn away from a perfect score. Jinder Mahal. F- Whoever called that Dan is a fucking genius. Jinder Mahal beats Randy Orton for the WWE title, Dan. Yeah, he does. <laughs> we move to June and episode one hundred and six. With us being on the eve of Extreme Rules 2017, we go back five years to the 2012 edition. Feature return of Brock Lesnar going up against the face that runs the place. Also, CM Punk defends his WWE title versus the self-titled best in the world at what he does. Plus, Daniel Bryan tries to wrest the world title versus Sheamus. It's here the WNR podcast went to Brighton to watch NXT live. What an event it was. Get all the frills and spills from the NXT's best, including Drew McIntyre, Oscar, and the glorious Alistair Black. <laughs> I don't say that. <laughs> Plus, lots more. Yes, it was our live trip. And Enjoy. Dan, Dan, it was our live. Uh, we did go to Brighton to watch NXT. What are your thoughts on that, looking back on it now? It was brilliant. <laughs> the seats were perfect. Just everything that happened that night, it, it was just great. Yeah, I mean, it was a moment in time I will never forget. And I, I saw a couple of pictures of it early, and I thought, fucking it. It took me right back to that moment. But anybody listening, you can, of course, go to YouTube, our YouTube page, W Net Review Podcast, go to Playlist, and the W9 Brighton NXT Live. Coincidentally, we've also got W9 Raw and SmackDown Live 2017, all the podcasts on there as well. But if you go to Brighton, you'll be able to see through what we saw. So, we saw Jack Gallagher, of course, against Trent Seven, which was a fantastic match. Ruby White was in action, wasn't she? Dunn versus Andrew for the NXT title. Sanity versus No Way Jose, Strong and Ono. The, w- uh, the NXT title on the line with uh, the Authors of Pain. Oscar versus Ember Moon, which is our most watched video on YouTube. And then, of course, the main event where they're all NXT champions now, apart from Alistair Black. Because Black versus and McIntyre versus CN and the glorious Bobby Roode. So episode 107, Raw presents WWE Extreme Rules 2017. Who would become the new number one contender for the Universal title? With this being a night of gimmicks, would Raw deliver a good pay-per-view? Find out by listening to the number one WWE Network-based podcast in the world. So, yes, Dan. Well, on the pre-show, we had Kalisto defeating Apollo Crews with Titus O'Neil in his corner in a singles match. We had The Miz with Maurice defeating Dean Ambrose for the Intercontinental Championship. Had Ambrose been disqualified, he would have lost the title. Rich Swan and Sasha Banks defeated Alicia Fox and Noam Dar in a mixed tag team match. We had a kendo stick on a pole match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. And Alexa Bliss defeated Bailey to retain her title. We had a steel cage match for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships. And Cesaro and Sheamus defeated the Hardy Boys by escaping the cage. We had a submission match for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. 
and Neville defeated Austin Aries to retain his title. And we had a fatal five-way Extreme Rules match to determine the number one contender for the Universal Championship. And Samoa Joe defeated Bray Wyatt, Finn Balor, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins by technical submission. Yeah, that was June 4th uh, in Baltimore, Maryland. And my match of the night for that one was the fatal five-way where Samoa Joe won. Dan, what was yours? Uh, Mine was also the main event, the fatal five-way. And I gave that a 7 out of 10. I gave that a 7.5 out of 10. It's the WNR, so we have all your favourites. Firstly, 205 Live catch-up, as we look back on the last month of Cruiserweight action. The latest content on the network, including collections and new table for free. Plus the famous WNR NXT update. Who would challenge for the top titles after TakeOver? Plus, lots more, including all the news on the May Young Classic and Bray Wyatt. The next one, WNR 109. It's WWE Money in the Bank with two huge ladder matches for SmackDown's first SmackDown story in one of the most controversial endings to a match. Then the Blue Brand's finest fight out to take home the contract. Who would be the champion as Jinder Mahal defended his WWE title for the first time against Randy Orton in his hometown? Randy Orton's hometown, that is. Plus, we talk... We talk Raw and SmackDown after the pay-per-view addressing Strowman, Big Cass and the Women's Money in the Bank rematch. June 18th, 2017 from Scottsdale Centre, St. Louis, St. Louis, Missouri. And in the matches, the Hype Bros. Stay hyped! Get hyped! Defeated the Colons, remember them, Epico and Primo, or Colons even. Carmella defeated Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Natalia, and Tamina in the Money in the Bank ladder match for the women's t- contract. But then again, it was Ellsworth who came down and dropped a briefcase down, didn't he? The New Day defeated the Usos for the tag team titles. Was that, that my love? love? Naomi defeated Lana for the women's title. Jinder Mahal defeated Randy Orton for the WWE title. Bree Zango defeated Ascension. <laughs> <laughs> I know, mental. They actually won on pay-per-view. And then Baron Corbin defeated AJ Styles, Dolph Ziggler, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Shinzuki fucking Nakamura to win Money in the Bank. Dan, what was your match of the card? Uh, my match of the card was... It was the Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah, right back out your bank ladder match this year. I think they got the Rumble wrong. I didn't think we had a proper, you know, WrestleMania. But at Money in the Bank, it, it showed, like, they can still have great matches. And, yeah, I, I agree with you. What was your rating out of 10? Seven. <laughs> and mine was seven as well. So we liked the main event, but we just didn't like the rest of the card. It is episode 110. It's a very special episode this week as we explore the 10 most ridiculous moments in wrestling. With so much to choose from, it was hard for the WNR to nail down the top 10. But rest assured, this is the funniest podcast we have done, featuring celebrities such as K-Fed and matches like the Concrete Crypt and Kennel from Hell. It's one to be remembered forever. Yeah, I love doing the WNR Top 10 Ridiculous, and we will be doing another Top 10 Most Ridiculous. Is I that say- Judy Bagwell on a pole match? Exactly, Judy Bagwell on a pole match. Who can forget that when we did that? You know, this, this is this year, and of course we'll be revisiting that at some point. I won't say next year, but I would definitely say we will be coming back. Look, we did, contra- spoiler alert, we did Controversial Characters Part 2, so we will do a Ridiculous as well. It's moving on, and the WNR 111, it's the monthly WWE Network update, looking at latest collections and programming, including including Piper's Pit and Talking Smack, with our 205 Live catch-up. With the tightest led Tozawa looking to get a shot at the King of the Cruiserweights, and we look at the latest news, 
Cena, Benoit, New Year's Champion, and Aries been released. Then, what started it all, NXT update with two huge title matches. Firstly, Oscar defends versus Nikki Cross in the first ever last women's standing match. And then a glorious one puts the golden line against Roderick Strong. And Dan, what a fucking match that last women's standing match was between Oscar and Nikki Cross. <laughs> oh, it was fucking amazing. <laughs> I, will never, I will never forget that superplex off the top of the ladder all the way down until the announce table. It looked absolutely killer. Episode 112. And that was the WWE Great Balls of Fire. In this action-packed episode, not only do we give you the full GBOF pay-per-view featuring an ambulance match and Lesnar versus Joe, but also the week in WWE. Yes, for the first time ever, the WNR brings you the Raw and SmackDown Live results, plus 205 Live and NXT featuring featuring an I Quit match for the NXT tag titles on the line. Oh, featuring an I Quit match. And the NXT tag titles on the line. It's quite incredible. That's the first top. Enjoy. It's quite incredible that as the first time we did Raw and SmackDown results was on that podcast. <laughs> you consider that your thing now, but anyway. So yes, July 9th, twenty seventeen, this year from the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas. Well, we had Neville defending his title against Akira Tozawa in a singles match for the Cruiserweight Championship. In the pre-show, we had Seth. Rollins getting beaten by Bray Wyatt in a singles match. Oh, you can do this next one. No, 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 you do it. We had Big Cass defeating Enzo Amore in a singles match. Sheamus and Cesaro defeating the Hardy Boys to retain their tag team championship match in a 30-minute Ironman match for the tag team championships. Sasha Banks defeating Alexa Bliss by countout, meaning Alexa Bliss retains her women, Raw Women's Championship. We had The Miz with The Miz, Taraj and Maurice defeating Dean Ambrose in a singles match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship match. We had Braun Strowman defeating Roman Reigns in an ambulance match. We had Heath Slater defeating Kurt Hawkins in a singles match. And we had Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman defeating Samoa Joe in a singles match for the Universal Championship. Yeah, and my match of the night was the Hardy Boys who lost to Cesaro and Sheamus in that one. Yes, mine was also the Hardy Boys match. Yeah, and I gave that 7.5 out of 10. I gave that a 7 out of 10. Well, it's episode 113 and the WNR presents the Orton Anthology Part 1. In this part, we start with Randy's debut. From there, we see his evolution involvement and evolving into the legend killer and finally becoming the WWE Championship. (laughs) (laughs) There's just so many pictures of Randy Orton, I'm getting tongue-tied. Finally becoming the WWE Champion. And in Part 2, we have the top five RKOs of all time. So give us part two as well, Dan, because that was only released a couple of days later. Well, it is episode 113, and it's the Orton Anthology Part 2, featuring two matches from 2013, arguably Orton's best year, and then what everybody has been waiting for, the WNR's top five RKO's of all time. So moving on, after Dan's orgy of Orton, the Orton Anthology, it's episode 114, W Battleground 2017, and what a pay-per-view. Featuring the Punjabi prison. (laughs) (laughs) Can't even say it with a straight face. (laughs) Could Randy Orton become a 14-time champion with the US title match ending in controversy? Controversy. Easy for you to say. We discuss if it was actually planned or complete botch and with the prediction league in full swing, which way would it sway today? Plus Raw and Smackdown reviewed and we crown a new number contender for the NXT Championship. 
Speaking of battleground, July 23rd, 2017, from Wells Fargo Centre in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. On the pre-show, we had Aiden English defeating Ty Dillinger. That wasn't a good night. New Day defeated the Usos, tag team titles online. Shinzuki Nakamura defeated Baron Corbin, but just by disqualification. Natalia defeated Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Charlotte, Lana and Tamina to be the number one contender for the women's title at SummerSlam. Kevin Owens defeated AJ Styles for the US title. John Cena defeated Rusev <laughs> in a flag match. Sami Zayn defeated Mike Kanellis. Remember him? And Jinder Mahal defeated Randy Orton in what was probably the worst 27 minutes of my life, the Punjabi prison match for the WWE title. Dan, what was your match of the night? Uh, my match of the night was the New Day versus the Usos. Exactly the same as mine, Dan. What was you rating out of 10 for that? Um, this was actually my review of the year, and I scored it. A lowly six out of ten. And mine was seven out of ten, so I was feeling generous. Well, it's episode 115, and we return to the Monday Night Wars. In 1997, WWE were in a bitter war with WCW, with each challenging each other to go bigger and better. What followed, many people believe, is the greatest time for a wrestling fan, the Attitude Era. We follow both companies' journey through 97, including focusing on DDP and Macho Man feud. Sting, whilst on Raw, Undertaker's past comes back to hurt him. Austin has strange bedfellows, and we deal with the rise of The Rock and the free faces of Foley. In what is the advent of attitude, can you believe it's been, it's been 20 years? So the WNR 116 and the W Network Review for August. It's what we do better than anyone. It's a WNet review for August. I've just said that. Live catch-up. 205 live catch-up. Rich Ron and TJP's friendly rivalry heats up. We see another side to the gentleman, Jack. And Tazawa makes a claim to get on, Neville, uh, get on the Neville level. All the latest network collections and shows, including Table for Free, Bring It to the Table, and Hidden Gems. Then NXT update, and it's been a great month. Ember Moon and Oscar escalate into a full-blown confrontation. Bobby Roode's defence for his NXT title throws up new challenges, and at last the authors of pain look mere mortals when sanity's plans take shape. Plus lots more. It's the start of a huge weekend, episode 117. 25 years since SummerSlam 1992. In this historic event, the Macho Man would defend his WWE title against the Ultimate Warrior. With it being the only WWE pay-per-view held in England, in the main event, Bret Hart defends his IC title against Britain's own Bulldog. Plus all the madcap goings-on in WWF in 1992. Then, Saturday night at midnight, the WNR Live for NXT TakeOver kickoff. Sunday at 10pm, the WNR Live WWE SummerSlam kickoff. Enjoy. Yeah, talking about that. I mean, SummerSlam Night 2 is one of my favourite events of all time. I know, Dan, you were beside yourself because you realised that Natalia was a crack baby. But it's one of these events... I mean, it was well, SummerSlam Night 2 was fantastic, wasn't it? You really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It was great, wasn't it? Oh, it was, it was a brilliant match, yeah. Considering uh, the Bulldog was on a crack come down for the match, he still wrestled um, probably, arguably, one of the best matches like, of his career. But the setting of it, what it looked like, the, the, the Legion of Doom coming down on the motorbikes and all these great people like Virgil and Crush that we saw. But we did talk about... <laughs> Virgil and Crush. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? think of. Anyway, we move on to our live weekend. We had Undertaker versus Kamala. Undertaker versus Kamala. Anyway, the WNR 118 NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 Part 1. It's the kickoff. 
And what a huge NXT takeover it will be. We previewed all of the tonight's action. We preview all of tonight's action, plus bringing you latest last week's episode of NXT, plus the latest on Ric Flair, and so much more. And then, of course, SummerSlam was live kickoff as well, where we previewed the card and gave you the latest news, plus we looked at the latest episode of 205 Live. Well, it's episode 119, part two, WWE SummerSlam 2017. We had the live kickoff show. Now it's time for the main show of SummerSlam 2017. We left you just before the New Day defended the tag team titles against the Usos. We bring you the full card, including six title changes and the unforgettable main event featuring the Beast, Brock Lesnar, putting his Universal Championship on the line against Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe and the monster among men, Braun Strowman. Plus, lots more. Well, The Miz and The Miz-Tourage, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel with Maurice, defeated the Hardy Boys, Matt and Jeff with Jason Jordan in a six-man tag team match. Neville defeated Akira Tozawa in a singles match to recapture his Cruiserweight Championship. The Usos defeated The New Day, The New Day, to capture the Tag Team Championships. That was all on the pre-show. We had John Cena defeating Baron Corbin in a singles match. We had Natalia defeating Naomi for the women's uh, for the WWE Women's cha- Championship. We had Big Cass defeating the Big Show while Enzo Amore was suspended above the ring in a shark's cage. We had Randy Orton defeating Rusev in a singles match. Uh, Sasha Banks defeated Alexa Bliss by submission to become the Raw Women's Champion. We had the demon Finn Balor defeating Bray Wyatt. And we had Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins teaming up as part of the Shield for the first time. We had AJ Styles defending his United States title against Kevin Owens with Shane McMahon as a special guest referee. We had Jinder Mahal with the Singh brothers defeating Shinsuke Nakamura for the, to retain the WWE Championship. And we had Brock Lesnar defending his championship against Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe and Braun Strowman. We had too much, SummerSlam was too much. It was one, all the titles started changing hands. We were like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, every title match is a new champion. And uh, it was a great main event. It was my match of the uh, pay-per-view, the Universal title match. I remember Strowman picking up the chair, just throwing it at Lesnar. And he put Lesnar through two announce tables as well, And then put he? one on top of him. Yeah, exactly, yeah, brilliant. What was yeah. your match of the uh, My match of the night was also the Universal Championship match. Yeah. I gave that an 8.5 out of 10, though. Yeah, so did I. We must be in a really good mood at SummerSlam. It must have been a great live show. And we, we gave it 8.5 out of 10 for SummerSlam. So the WNR 118 Part 2 is the most controversial podcast. NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. What an event it was. We brought you the live kickoff. Now we give you the main show. All the NXT gold on the line. Surprise for the store, and at the end of the show, it's not to be missed. Plus, we wrap up the week after with a couple of our favourite segments and the latest episode of NXT. Enjoy. Now, honestly, I'm going to play this clip in a second, but it, I, I thought this was the end of the podcast when we when we had this argument. And it all centres around one man, and that man is Adam Cole. No, you're not having it. Yes! <laughs> no, you're not yes! No. Fuck you! in the crowd. <laughs> Adam Cole camera shot. Not in the fucking crowd, James. No, He's no, on the fucking camera. No, bollocks. No, no. no, bollocks. No. Bollocks. No, no that's point. No. You. Fuck. No. You. 
fuck I'm you. Not it. If Roderick Strong it. comes out and help, no, he doesn't because he doesn't cost him. <laughs> fuck you. No. Adam Cole camera shot. He's on camera. It was over. The titles were. No, bollocks. <laughs> bollocks. I didn't say you when. Get, uh, it goes on I your bonus points. No, it's fuck off. No. no. Bonus points. Bollocks. No, that's bollocks. fair. It goes on the bonus points. Bollocks. But doesn't go on no, this. You bollocks. do get the point. Bollocks. You get the point. Bollocks. But it doesn't go on this. What? So it's on this list, but it doesn't go bonus, on this yeah, list. It's a bonus no, point. Bollocks. It's a bonus point. Bollocks. You still get the point. Well, why was you counting on. Roderick Strong coming out to I cost knew, him no I knew McIntyre no, would win you. I knew McIntyre would no, win no, if he'd have no. come out and he went I would have said no no you wouldn't have done I would have done I would have done no I'm not conceding no, on this uh, one no, yeah. you always win everything on everything <laughs> and I'm winning <laughs> no, this on no, this no 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 technicality I win <laughs> no you didn't want to do the bonus point in the first place anyway so you said if he'd have done it he would have gone towards it no bollocks I'll give you the bonus point you get the bonus point for that but like I say the predictions on that Ended. I win. No, it I ended. win. No, I win. <laughs> I'm not conceding. I win. You are. So unbelievable. We're just going to talk through the rest of the card. It was, of course, uh, August nineteenth, twenty seventeen, the Barclays Centre, Brooklyn, New York, and it's to take over Brooklyn three. And the results, well, you had CN defeating Johnny Gagano. We had Sanity defeating off the pain for the NXT Tag Team Titles. Alistair Black defeated Hideo Tami. Oscar defeated Ember Moon by submission. And in the main event, the glorious Bobby Roode unfortunately lost to the Cho, the sinister Scotsman, Drew McIntyre. McIntyre became the first ever Scottish NXT champion in a night to remember. And then, of course, Adam Cole came along and ruined it all. Dan, what's your match of the night for that one? My match of the night was Hideo Itami versus Alistair Black. And mine was Bobby Roode versus Drew McIntyre. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I gave that a perfect 10. You wow. My first and only <laughs> perfect 10 of the year. And I gave it a 9 out of 10. I was really, really impressed with it as well. It was, it was just a great show, wasn't it? You know? So anyway, we do have to unfortunately move on. And uh, Well, I say we move on. That was August. Then we moved on to September. And it was the start of the May Young Classic. Now, unbelievably, we released five podcasts in, in, in about a two-week period. And we were so glad everybody decided to join and listen along. So the May Young Classic we brought to you is 32 women competing to be the first ever... Well, no, they didn't really win anything. The massive fucking trophy, wasn't it? So who would win the May Young Classic? We had 32 women. And uh, we each had, like the CWC the year before, we each had three picks, didn't we, Dan? So who are your three picks? Just fill me in. Candice LeRae, Vanessa Bourne and Princesca Chagall. Three of mine were Zia Lee, Tessa Blanchard and Shania Basler. And of course, there's 32 women, so we'll find out what happens. So let's have a look at the uh, brackets, if you would, for the May Young Classic. And of course, the episode, well, we'll just go through the results. This is the opening matches. We'll go through match by match. And it was Jazzy Gabert. Losing to Abby Leif. My pick, Princesca Sergei, made Kaylee Ray submit. Zilly, my pick, lost to Mercedes Martinez. Nicole Savoy defeated Reina Gonzalez. Candice LeRae defeated Renee Michelle to advance to the next round as well. Another one of my picks. Yeah, Mia Yim defeated Sarah Logan. And yeah. then the next match, my pick, Shano Basler, beat Zeda. And the woman that took both of our hearts by storm, Kari Sane, Defeated Tessa Blanchard. Yeah, my other pick, so she didn't get out the first round. Then Bianca Belair beat Sage Beckett. 
Dakota Kai defeated Kavita Devi. Rhea Ripley beat Miranda Salinas. My pick, Vanessa Bourne lost to Serena Deeb. One of our favourites of the tournament, Piper Niven. Piper Niven beat Santana Garrett. Uh, Lacey Evans defeated Tanyara Conti. Be careful how you say that name. And then Tony Storm beat Aisha Raymond. So then we moved on to the round of 16. And Abby Leif beat Rachel Evers to get through to the next round. Mercedes Martinez defeated my pick, Princesca Shergay. Your pick was in action next. Candice LeRae defeated Nicole Savoy to advance to the next round. Yeah, Shania Basler beat Mia Yim to get through to the next round. Kari Sane defeated Bianca Belair to get to the next round. Dakota Kai beat Rhea Ripley. Again, the woman that stole her heart. Piper Niven defeated Serena Deeb to advance. She stole your heart and stole the cakes. Isn't that lovely? And Lacey Evans lost to Tony Storm. So then we had the quarter-final matchups. Uh, Mercedes Martinez defeated Abby Leif. My pick, Shania Baslor, beat, beat your pick, Dan. Candice LeRae, throwing me even more bonus points and go through to the semi-finals. Kari Sane defeated Dakota Kai. And Tony Storm upset the odds by beating Piper Niven. And then, in the semi-final... Oh, this is when it got dirty, didn't it? My pick, Shania Baslor, made Mercedes Martinez tap out to get... And Kari Sane defeated Tony Storm to advance herself to the final. So would my pick win it? Would Shania Baslor go on to be the champion? No, she lost to, of course, Kari Sane. And uh, the rest, as they say, is history. But good for me on bonus points. But, unfortunately, um, a bit disappointing in the end... But talk about the match. I mean, we talk about the May Young Classic now. I mean, Kari Sane's matches in here were, were a thing of beauty. Were awesome, yeah. yeah. <coughs> I mean, if you, her match against Dakota Kai was uh, really, really exciting. Uh, I think my uh, against Bianca Belair was probably my favourite match of hers that she had. Because I think Bianca Belair did a couple of moves that I just wasn't expecting in that one, you know. And, of course, let's not forget Basdor. She brought a different kind of style to it. But Tony Storm... Another one of these that really impressed. And she had a couple of great matches. And it was good to see Serena Deeb and everything like that. So that was my, my young classic. No, it was it was good. I want to see more things like that. It's the start of my young classic. On part one of the episode, you had the first eight matches of the first round. Plus, Diana James had three picks. And then we had an in-depth look at each competitor and see if it's worth the hype. And then on Wednesday the 6th, Double R 120 part two, the eight remaining matches of the first round. And then WNR one two one, May Young Classic second round. And we brought you second round of their matches. And then of course one two one. One two one part two was the quarter finals of the May Young Classic. And then podcast section we brought you semis and the finals and got that all done and dusted. And that was the May Young Classic basically for September. But we had one more thing in September, Dan. Uh we did indeed, yes, and that was the WNR one hundred and twenty two. Episode 122 of the WNR revisit the Monday Night Wars. In 1997, WCW were winning the war with Hogan and the NWO running wild. It seemed there was only a few fighting the good fight. Sting was one of those men and he wouldn't stay in the rafters watching NWO dominate. Over in WWF, they were still losing, but Raw was being held in MSG for the first time and Stone Cold had a message for Mr. McMahon. The date was September the 22nd, 1997, and we watched both Nitro and Raw, which also includes Goldberg's debut and the three faces of Foley. Plus, 
we watched the Four Horsemen parody and asked if it was cutting or over the edge. So, WNR, one, two, three, the WNR Network Review for September 2017. And it's the monthly WNR Network Review featuring the latest news and highlights from 205 Live. LXT has a lot to live up to after TakeOver. How would Drew respond to the attack by Adam Cole and friends? We lost a legend with Bobby Heenan passing away, but we bring you the fitting tribute, plus the latest W Network content and lots more. Up next is episode 124. It's WWE No Mercy! Two WrestleMania level matches. Who is the top dog in WWE? We would find out when Roman Reigns fights John Cena. The beast Brock Lesnar faces the monster among men, Braun Strowman. Plus a classic tag match featuring the Bar versus Ambrose and Rollins and the fatal five-way for the women's title. Well, on the pre-show we had the guitar-playing douche defeating Apollo Crews with Titus O'Neil in a singles match. We had the Miz and the Miz Taraj defeating Jason Jordan for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. We had Finn Balor defeating Bray Wyatt in a singles match. We had Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins defeating The Bar to retain their titles in a Raw Tag Team Championship match. We had Alexa Bliss de- uh, defending her title against Sasha Banks, Bailey, Nia Jax and Emma. We had Roman Reigns defeating John Cena. We had Enzo Amore defeating Neville for the Cruiserweight Championship. And we had the Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman defeating Braun Strowman to retain his WWE Universal Championship. Believably, my match of the night was a tag team title match. What was the tag team title match? Uh, the bar against the shield. The bar against the shield my match of the night. Dan, yours was? The same. It was the bar versus the shield. And I gave him credit. I gave it a 9 out of 10, my top rated WWE pay-per-view of the year. I gave that an 8.5 out of 10, and I bet you can guarantee why I didn't rate that a 10 out of 10. Because Enzo beat Neville. I know, maybe that's the thing that I'm be- I can't believe that. Uh, but we move on. The next podcast is WNR125, the top 25 women in wrestling. And we proudly, proudly presented this to you, featuring Sable, Sherry Martell, and Stratus. We compiled the top 25. Who would make the cut and who would be number one? Plus an exclusive watch list featuring Moola versus Victor, Trish vs. Lita, and Bailey vs. Banks. And. I'm not going to go through the list because go back and listen to it. It's one of my favourite ones we've ever done. Celebrating women's wrestling on the WNR podcast. Give you top 25. And like I say, to watch this as well. Basically a run through of the history of women's wrestling. And of, also, we didn't objectify women as sexual objects. We treated them as women. Well, up next we had episode 126. And that was Hell in a Cell 2017. Two huge cell matches. The first, the Usos end their feud against the New Day. Then Kevin Owens faces SmackDown's commish Shane McMahon in a match where we would see the impossible. Plus Nakamura, Bobby Roode and Orton in action with lots more. So it was October 8th uh, in Detroit, Michigan. And on the pre-show, Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin defeated the Hype Bros, uh, Mojo and Zack Ryder. The Usos defeated the New Day to start off in my favourite Usos versus New Day match. Of the year, the Hell in a Cell. It's brutal, wasn't it, Dan? You know, with the, it was great with the uh, the kendo sticks used and the kind of level of violence. And then Randy Orton defeated Rusev, which I know Dan enjoyed. Baron Corbin defeated Danger Styles and Ty Dillinger to match for the US title. 
Charlotte defeated Natalia by DQ. Natalia held on to the Women's Championship. Jinder Mahal defeated Nakamura. Single match for the WWE title. Uh, Bobby Roode then defeated Dolph Ziggler. And then the main event, of course, Kevin Owens defeated Shane Man only after Shane Man was top of the head going to jump on Kevin Owens. And then... And then... Sami Zayn pulled Kevin Owens to safety and Shane Man plummeted to his death. <laughs> well, no, he bounced this time, which was even worse than the WrestleMania one. What was your match of the, the night for that one? Uh, my match of the night was the New Day. Those in Hell in a Cell. Yeah, mine was also New Day versus the Usos. I gave that a 7.5 out of 10. I wasn't that pleased with that. No, that was I. 7.5 out of 10 for me as well. And then the WNL127, W Network Review for October, featuring all the latest programmes and collections, including Oscar and more classic content. We look at the last four weeks of Tour 5 Live, then delve into the big news of the month with Never Walking Out. Nia Jack's taking time off and a feud between the WWE Club, plus the changes to TLC with Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns both out. Then we have NXT update. The undisputed era have been wreaking havoc. Can Sanity stop the band of merry men? Plus McIntyre puts his NXT title on the line. He will challenge for the NXT women's title. Up next, we had episode 128, and or cards subject to change. <laughs> Featuring two big changes to the show. Instead of Bray versus Balor 25, we have, for the first time ever, AJ Styles versus the demon Finn Balor. Also... Roman Reigns is ill, so who could replace him? Kurt Angle. Yes, the man who hadn't been cleared to wrestle until tonight. And Oscar debuts and the Cruiserweights and women's title on the line. We look at Raw and Smack latest news, plus lots more. And I'll run through the card quickly. We had Sasha Banks defeating Alicia Fox by submission on the pre-show. We had Oscar defeat Emma by submission. Cedric... Alexander and Rich Swan defeated Jack Gallagher and Brian Kendrick in a cruiserweight tag team match. We had Alexa Bliss defeating Mickey James in a singles match for the Raw Women's Championship. We had N defeating Cali Stowe to regain his cruiserweight championship back. We had Finn Balor, the Demon, defeating AJ Styles in a singles dream match. We had Jason Jordan defeating the guitar-playing douche. We had... Kurt Angle, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins defeating The Miz, Braun Strowman, Kane, Cesaro and Sheamus in a five-on-three handicap tables, ladders and chairs match where all hell broke loose. I lied to you earlier when I said payback was my worst pay for the year. I actually did have a six and this was my six. I absolutely hated TLC. Apart from my match tonight, which is Balor versus AJ and <laughs> I don't think it's much five. What was your match of the night? Uh, my match of the night was Balor versus AJ Styles, and I gave that a lowly six and a half. Yeah, I absolutely hated TLC and the that. So we do move on. It's a Halloween special. and the, uh, This year, we thought we'd get into our time machine and travel back to 1997, the year WCW were dominating the Monday Night War, and what better place to stop than Halloween Havoc 97, featuring one of the greatest matches of all time in Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero and... And Dan, just tell the people, how good is that match? A brilliant, brilliant <laughs> match, yeah. It, Most it, definitely. Yeah, it is that. We, we, you just, what, the pay-per-view's not great, but just watch it for that. Plus, DDP and Randy Savage finish off their year-long feud, Hogan, Flair, and many more, plus a couple of Halloween treats. <laughs> One of the most highly anticipated podcasts of all time. Well, it is episode 129. There have only been 113 episodes since, 
but it's finally Controversial Characters Part 2, featuring all your favourites, Dino Bravo, Bruiser Brady, Macho Man, Moolah, and the fake Ultimate Warrior, Renegade. Plus, lots more shady characters and the plane ride from hell. And Sid versus Arn in Scissor Wars. Yeah, listen to that and just see what it is. It is crazy. I mean, I'm going to one of your stories, The Missing Orton. I'm not going to go into details. <laughs> Anybody wants to listen to that? But um, Uncle Orton. Uncle Orton. And there is a couple of stories there. But uh, someone, someone, we've got a few tweets. They said, uh, yeah, I, I love listening to your podcast. I listen to it. It's a dark, wasn't it? <laughs> like, you went, we went down like a dark road there. We, we did go we, to an extremely yeah, dark road. We ended up talking about a lot of stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, go back and listen to it. But probably don't listen to children in the room. And then we move on and episode 130. It is the most controversial moment of all time. The Montreal Screwjob. We watched the whole of Survivor Series card with four four-on-four four matches. And Owen Hart versus Stone Cold. Then it's Bret Hart versus HBK for the WWE Championship. 20 years on, we have a look at every aspect. Who was involved, who was to blame, and was it even real? Well, this is the start of a huge weekend for the WNR podcast. The next night, we went on at 11pm for NXT War Games kickoff, and we went live for that. And Sunday, we went live for the WWE Survivor Series 2017 kickoff. But today, we had episode 131. We look at everything new on the network from collections and latest shows to all the classic content. 205 Live this month featured a Halloween special and the UK division invade. Our longest running feature, NXT Update, is back as we look at the build-up towards NXT TakeOver War Games, all the latest news, plus Raw and Smackdown in the UK with all the fallout from the European tour. And like you said, Dan, then WNR132 Part 1. We had so we had we had so much fun. Then we had NXT news, we had games, we had uh, that week's episode of NXT. We ran down the card, and uh, it was so in depth. And we did the same thing, of course, for one three three part one, the Survivor Series kickoff, where we even played uh, guess that tune, didn't we, Dan? Remember? And we had Elephant or F one. Go back and listen to that. That's, 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 I can't believe what we've created. We've created a monster with all these these things that we do. But then, yes, WL 133 Part 2, it was WWE Survivor Series 2017. Well, WWE Survivor Series 2017 for 133 Part 2. We had the pre-show, now it's the main show. As Raw vs SmackDown, Champion vs Champion matches, with Brock Lesnar vs AJ Styles, the main event. Then there's two huge elimination matches. First, Team Raw with Oscar takes on Team SmackDown with Lynch, the captain. In the main event, Joe, Balor, Triple H, Strowman and Angle versus Shane O'Mac, Nakamura, Rude, Orton and John Cena. How could this possibly be a bad match? <laughs> Find out, plus lots more. Enjoy. Enjoy, yeah. Right, so the results on that, of course, five series was held November 19th, 2017. Elias defeated Matt Hardy on the pre-show. Enzo Moy defeated Kalisto for the Cruiserweight title. Or to retain the Cruiserweight title. And Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defeated Bree Zango. Then onto the main card, The Shield beat The New Day in I thought was a quality match. We had the 5-on-5 five five Survivor Series women's match, like you said, Dan, Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox! Sasha Banks, Bailey, Oscar, Nia Jax defeating Team SmackDown, Lynch, Naomi, Carmella. Then Baron Corbin defeated The Miz. The Usos defeated Sheamus and Cesaro. Charlotte Flair defeated Alexa Bliss. 
Brock Lesnar defeated AJ Styles. And of course, these are all Raw versus SmackDown matches. Then we talked about the main event. This was the perfect score for you, Dan, on the um, predictions. You're, I think your first pay-per-view perfect score in it must be a long, long time, if ever. And that was Survivor Series. What was your match of the night for Survivor Series? Uh, my match of the night was the Oscar match. Oscar in the women's SmackDown elimination, uh, the women's Raw versus SmackDown elimination match. Yeah, mine was uh, New Day versus The Shield. I can't say that. And what was your rating at ten? I gave that an eight and a half out of ten. I think it's because you got a ten. I think you got a perfect score, so you were like, "Yeah, I'll give it eight and a half." I actually gave that an eight. I quite enjoyed the Survivor Series. Uh, before we move on, we talk about the big four events. What big four? At the big four events, what what delivered the most? Was it Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam, or Survivor Series for you? The Rumble. SummerSlam and Survivor Series all got eight and a half out of ten for me. It was only WrestleMania that got a seven out of ten, which was a letdown. So I'll say, um, I, I, I don't know, I probably enjoyed the Rumble most. But I don't think the Rumble match was that great this year. I think that's the problem. I think if it was a good Rumble match, then I think that makes all the difference. I think it really, if we go to 2018, Royal Rumble match has to be good this year rather than kind of boring or repetitive. You know, I think it's vital for that, don't you? Well, with a women's Royal Rumble match, I think it's going to be very different. I think it is going to be brilliant. And weirdly enough, I voted all the big four events eight, apart from SummerSlam, I voted um, eight and a half. So I must have enjoyed SummerSlam a little bit more than anything else. That's what I've got to say. Even though there's a lot of title changes and the ending was disappointing. You know, it's a bit of give and take, isn't it? If you'd put all the, some of the matches we've seen on all the pay-per-views, we would have made the perfect card. But we haven't had a perfect pay-per-view this year. Um, apart from takeover events. And also, I think the big fours, they kind of really need to deliver. I think they go off the name value, don't they, rather than what actually goes on. I think the best match was SummerSlam. The the main event was the best at the big four, you know. Uh, anyway, we do have, uh, after that, we're talking about NXT takeovers. It is a WDR132. We bring you part two of episode 132. It's time for NXT takeover war games. We've built up enough. Will it deliver? Two huge championship matches. First, we will finally have a new NXT Women's Champion. And Drew McIntyre defends his title against CN. What could possibly go wrong? Then, in the main event for the first time in 20 years, it's War Games. The Undisputed Era face Sanity and the offers a strong pain. As well as that, we watch the latest episode of NXT and have news. Plus, Raw and Smackdown Fallout from Survivor Series. Lars Sullivan defeated in a singles match. Alistair Black, my guy, defeated Velveteen Dream in a singles match. Um, Ember Moon defeated Kari Sane, Nikki Cross and Peyton Royce to finally regain the vacant NXT Women's Championship. And in the shock of the night, we had Andrade Cien Almas defeating the chosen one, the former NXT champion, in a great match. (laughs) And the main event for that match, and the main event for the card of the night, was the War Games match, and that was the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly defeating the Authors of Strong Pain and Sanity, Alexander Wolfe, Eric Young, and Killian Dane. Well, my match tonight was the War Games match. I thought it was brutal. That was one of our favourite moments of the year as well, the superplex off the top. And just the sheer brutality, Alexander Wolfe busting his head open. Uh, Dan, what was your match for the night for that one? My match of the night was Alistair Black versus Velveteen. He worked that match in which Velveteen Dream finally got the respect of Ale- yeah. uh, Alistair Black and got him to say his name. I think that's probably one of my favourite stories told in a wrestling ring this year. The kind of 
than what, what they got across. It, it was near on perfect. Shane Velveteen Dream's been injured now, but I, I, I really like that. But I was in a bit of a huff, so it's seven and a half out of ten for me, my worst ranked takeover of the year. I gave that an eight out of ten. So we did big fours, we'll do takeover events. We had five takeovers this year. If I go through, uh, San Antonio got 9 out of 10 for that me. That got an 8 out of 10. Orlando got 9 out of 10 for me. That got 9 out of 10. Chicago, 8.5 out of 10. That got 8.5 out of 10. Brooklyn, 3 got 9 out of 10. That got a 10 out of 10 for me. And take over Houston, 7.5. 8 out of 10. So my worst one's Houston, and my best one is the, my pay-per-view of the year, which was NXT San and... NXT take over Brooklyn, the third. Yeah, the other two oh, got yeah, eight and a half, yeah. and nine and ten. Yeah, so they go below eight, though. I mean, that's <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty good level for. A, well, seeing as though you know, I had a six, you had a six. But we do move on. We're still not finished. We move on to December, and it's the WWE versus WCW. We finish off the year in grand fashion as we watch Starcade '97 with the biggest match in WCW history: Sting versus Hogan. Over in the WF, Stone Cold was running rampant and he had the rock and his buddies and nation in his sights. On Nitro, Bret Hart and Rick Rude made their shocking WCW. Uh, episode 135, WWE Network Review for December. On this show, we had all the latest news, including Rich Swan and the Mixed Tag Challenge. And on to the Cruiserweight division. And Enzo has been ru- ruling the division with an iron fist. Who would be able to stand up against the Zoe Train? NXT update features matches to crown a new number contender for CN's NXT title with Alistair Black versus Adam Cole. It's the undefeated versus the undisputed. And then it is the WNR Clash of Champions 2017. It's the last pay-per-view of the year. A SmackDown present Clash of Champions. Every championship is on the line, including the WWE title and the match between AJ Styles and Jinder Mahal. Also, the dream team of Randy Orton and Shinzuki fucking Nakamura collide with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn with Sean Mann and Daniel Bryan as special referees. And just in case it couldn't get any worse, if they lose, they are fired from the WWE. And elsewhere on the card, which is held December 17th in, the Boston, in Boston, Massachusetts, you had Mojo Rawley, of course, defeating Zack Ryder on the pre-show. Dolph Ziggler defeating Baron Corbin and Bobby Roode in, for the US title. The Usos winning the Fatal 4-Way match for New Day. Benjamin Gable and of course Rusev in English Charlotte beating Natalia by submission for the women's title Bloody Brothers destroying Breezango and, and the two men- and of course AJ Styles in the main event beating Jinder Mahal well my match of the night was the US Championship triple threat match Bobby Roode Dolph Ziggler and Baron Corbin and I gave it a seven and three quarters yes yeah, seven would just like to be difficult but it was a fantastic match it was my match of the night as well of course the end of days into the zigzag was fantastic uh, I gave that an eight and a half out of ten to end the year. So uh, that is that. That was the last pay per view of the year. But who can forget, Dan? What we did last week? <laughs> yep, last week. And if you haven't forgotten, then it's time—the <laughs> most wonderful time of the year. The W proudly presents its Christmas special. We bring you the third annual WNR Awards. We have twenty categories to bring you, including match, match, wrestler, pay per view, and woman of the year. With seven new awards like the Johnny Gagano Award for most punishment taken in a match. Plus, we have presents and extra Christmas cheer. So, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. All right. So, I mean, Dan, what have you thought of this year in wrestling and this year on the WNR podcast? Um, 
I, I, I think this year we've appreciated the wrestling a lot more than we have done in previous years on the podcast. Um, I think we've gone through a lot more content. We're a lot more organised as well with things. We've had some great live shows. And uh, I think it's been our, our most successful year as a whole for a podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. the numbers don't lie. I mean, we've had over 100,000 people listening to the podcast this year. Uh, all these people following us on, on Twitter or Facebook, across all the social media, all the comments that we're getting, it's, uh, it, you know, it, it's a fantastic thing. And we hope to keep bringing it to you keep, as long as you keep listening to it, you know. And uh, let's hope 2018, yeah, be stronger. Even 2017, we start off with a bang for the live shows. But I think wrestling as a whole, I think the talent's there, but we talked about it, you just need to put it in the right place, don't we, you know? Uh, most definitely, yeah. It's a jigsaw puzzle where you just need to put the, the people, and it will work. you just got to have faith in it, and I know I get negative sometimes, but you just have to be positive. It is a new year, and you've got kind of uh, hopes and dreams for it, you know? We've, we've run through that last week on the WNR Wars, what we want for 2018. But now what we want to finish, oh, first off, show of the year. What was your show of the year? NXT... Yeah, just NXT, in it? Yeah. I yeah. mean, Raw Smackdown. <laughs> Raw Smackdown 25 Live, UK Tournament, May Young Classic. It's got to be NXT. NXT. Well, it? I think, yeah. you know, it's with the now hour a week shows, I think they, they put everything into it perfectly. Their pay-per-views aren't too stacked. I think, you know, it just runs smoothly. I, 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 I agree with you. It's really good. It's time. We said it was going to end all. We've been doing it all year, Dan. We started with a clean slate all the way back in January. And now it's time uh, for the pay-per-view, the end-of-year pay-per-view predictions. Who will be the winner? Who will be the loser here tonight? We should say we've got three prediction leagues. Dan, just explain the three prediction leagues for anybody who's never listened to us before. Our three prediction leagues, we try and predict the outcomes of the NXT pay-per-views, the WWE pay-per-views, and we also get bonus points for correctly guessing winners of tournaments and you know how far our three gets at tournaments. And it all culminates to the year-end predictions. James is currently winning uh, 27 to to my 20. So I need to get seven points in the year-end predictions to at least pull level and hope James doesn't get any prediction year-end predictions Exactly, correct. getting it right. Uh, but we have got a, a load of year-end predictions. What happened is, last year, we did it on 2015 as well, we created categories up, we wrote down who we thought was, still didn't then bring it to someone special, we're going to introduce him in just a minute. But, I should say, let's just cut down the categories first, because NXT, it was five points all. I got every NXT TakeOver event right this year, which I just want to say. But, Dan, you got a point because of the whole Adam Cole shenanigans. And if people are thinking, why did he get a point? Go back and listen to it. It will be proven to you there. Uh, pay-per-view predictions. I'm not going to lie, Dan. I, I thought I'd kick your ass this year, but 12-8 is not too bad a score. I think I pulled it back towards the end of the yeah. year because you was running away with it and I thought there was no chance. <laughs> but, <coughs> you know, yeah. I did manage to kind of get some face back, I yeah. suppose. And uh, bonus predictions, 10-7. When you consider I beat you in the UK tournament, beat you in the May Young Classic, didn't really have that much impact in the end, did it? You know, 10-7. It didn't, no. No, so, uh, I mean, this is the moment of truth. We're going to find out, let's say, 27 20 to me, but let's introduce you. Uh, let's get the year-end predictions. Okay, so now it is time. What we've been waiting for. Who will be the real winner here 
in 2017. Who's going to be the loser, Dan? Who will be, who's going to be the loser? We don't know, do we? Well, hopefully you're going to be the loser, but no, we do not know. No, there is eight points to make up, and like I say, we've got 21 points on the line. But it is time for the year-end predictions. And I tell you something we're going to do very special. For the first time in a very long time, we're welcoming back an old guest. A very old Yes. Very old guest, someone who used to do it back in our early days. It's not Jared, it's someone even better than that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the butler. Good evening, gentlemen, and your fans. The butler here. Predictions in my hand. All right, so you have got something in your hand, like I say, it is prediction. Butler, so how are you? What have you been up to in your sabbatical? I have been perfecting my butlering. Perfecting your butler, well, that's good. And uh, any plans for the new year? Continue to butle. Okay, so we're going to know what your job is. So can you please pass me the envelopes? As you can hear now, butler is opening them up. Right, chaps. Here they are. So I've got the, I've got my envelope in my hand. You pass. I don't know where Dan's envelope has been. <laughs> but it's, it's, can you explain your envelope to me, um, young man? Well, when I brought it round, because I had it at home, I actually dropped it out the front before giving it to you. So this does prove that this envelope has been sealed here. The butler's been looking after it for a year, touched and or doctored. Correct. In my vault for a year. Okay, so we did it last year. So we got the envelope. So can you please pass Dan his envelope? Dan? (laughs) Thank you very much. Dan, anything you want to ask? The butler whilst he's here before we uh, send him on his way. Um, Why are you still here? (laughs) I really know where else to go. Okay, all right, it's meant to be, it's New Year's Eve, guys, all right, let's try and keep up a little bit. We'll send you back on the streets, and we're going to carry on our New Year's Eve party by getting the envelope. Thank you very much for joining us. Pleasure as always, gentlemen. Where the fuck did you find this weirdo? Right, he's fucked off now, then, so, right, we are, are you ready, Dan? Are you, are you, you really ready, huh? You really, really ready? I'm just about to open up my envelope here. We're going to go through each category, each, of course, the, the answer of every one gets a point and i will say because this year i was going to say we have a bonus point for every category one but obviously i'm not gonna do it this year because then you'd think i'm only doing it because i'm in the league so starting next year what we'll do we'll sit down between you and me we'll go through the year-end predictions that we'll do even though this is new year's eve now we'll do it in a couple of days time get a little sealed up for next year plus we'll talk about bonus points and because I want to add a few bonus points so we don't think either of us got the advantage. And we'll, yeah. we'll have everything next year on Facebook. You click on the link, everything will be up there. So you'll see the three league tables and you'll know everything that's going on. We'll post up like how many points for what and, you know, all these kind of things so you can follow it along. But now... You can even play along with us as well. Exactly. But as long as you don't cheat. No, don't, no one cheats here. No one pulling the old Jared Royal Rumble scandal exactly. of 1995. But anyway... I've opened up my envelope and oh, I've just got the musky from opening oh, I've got it up. the smell of 2016. Yeah, it smells of, it smells of death. 2016. Alright, so we're going to go a category each. Now, obviously it's been a year. I cannot remember a fucking thing that I did. There's two sheets of paper here. So, we're going to tick every point we've got. We'll, we'll start from the top and then work our way... No, I'll tell you what, on the first page, Dan, we'll work our way down upwards, alright? So we start off with the NXT, NXT Women's, Women's Champion. I've actually got goosebumps here because Dan might actually do this. I don't know. NXT Women's Champion for the year 2016 into 2017. I thought it would be 
Billy Kay. I thought it would be Ember Moon. Ember Moon. So I'm going to tick that in. Oh, my, my God. Next is the NXT Tag Team Champions. Who have you gone for? Now, I'm pissed off at this one. I've gone for Sanity. Sanity. We've only just lost the titles to the Undisputed Era. Yes, yes. Even though we haven't had on the podcast yet, it has happened by the end of the year. So we cannot include That's a shame. That's I a went. Cunt. I went TM61. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that didn't work. Oh, no. All right, NXT champion. I said Hideo Itami. Oh. Yeah. I went for Eric Young. So neither of us would have called the 311 boy. Smackdown Women's Champion. Damn. Oscar. you got gone Oscar? I've gone Oscar. Smackdown Women's Champion? Smackdown Women's Champion. Yeah, I've gone Oscar as well, so that's not right. Raw Women's Champion? Well, you went for her for NXT. I went for her for Raw, Ember Moon. I went for Bailey. Oh, fucking hell. 27, 21, so there's not been a change yet. Right, Tag Team Champions... I went for American Alpha and that's <laughs> I went for the revival American Alpha. Both teams of mine have split up. Yeah, but do we get half a point because Jason Jordan's the tag team champion? <laughs> nah, no, no, right, 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 right. Cruiserweight champion. <laughs> I've got Neville. Neville, oh, that could have been. I went for Noam Dar. Noam Dar. Not bad shout. Terrible shout. <laughs> oh, this is where it gets funny. US champion. Got him. Tien. Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger. I went Big Cass. <laughs> uh, I should say, hang on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight things we've done. I haven't got a point yet. You've got one. All right. I see champion, Dan. Glorious. Bobby Roode. Ooh, I've gone Samoa Joe. Both wrong there. Universal champion, I went Braun Strowman. Finn Balor. Finn Balor. WWE champion? AJ Styles. Well done, son. 27-22. Now five points behind. There's still, there's still, you can still do it. Are you going down this? Right, yeah, we go down this. So Royal Rumble winner. Finn Balor. Finn Balor. I went Braun Strowman. Fucking hell, he was back in Strowman. I know, it really was, wasn't I? <clears throat> WrestleMania main event, I went for Undertaker versus John Cena. Well, I went for Triple H versus Seth and Brock versus Goldberg. It wasn't main event though, was it? No, it was Roman versus... Taker, yeah. So, Undertaker's WrestleMania opponent? AJ Styles or John Cena. <laughs> yeah, I went Cena wrong there. Right, Money in the Bank. Corbin. I went Corbin as well. Cut. So... 28-23. Surprise return. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle as well. <laughs> it's 29-24. Staying in this just. All right. Uh, surprise wrestler leaving. I went for the big show, but if not good enough, Seamus. Yeah, I went to Zaro. So it's 29-24. We've got three bonus predictions. Can't. <laughs> so that means I just worked it out in my head. That I've won, but... We'll carry on. Yeah, we'll carry on. We'll carry on. The reason I think you're a Big Show, because Big Show's not officially retired. He just comes and goes, so... But three bonus predictions We do one each. So, Dan, what's your first bonus prediction? Ty Dillinger, number 10 in the Royal Rumble. Well, there we go. You get a point. Classic 20, point. 29, 25. You're so close. What's yours? Shield Reunion. 
30-25. Dan, what's your next one? Lesnar eliminates Goldberg from the Royal Rumble, setting up a Mania match. No, Goldberg eliminated Lesnar, then. <laughs> Cunt. I put Rude versus Dillinger, NXT title. Well, this one is a bit of a controversial one for me, number three. Because I've got the Money in the Bank winner holds on to contract for six or more months. And now the women's... I know it doesn't really make odds here nor there because I've lost it anyway. I, I don't mind giving you it because I'm going to fight a point in a minute now. So, Dan, you get... So, you go to 30-26 tw- so at the moment. And also, in brackets at the bottom, yeah. a brief Shield reunion in the Rumble. Which, it, it no, didn't happen no, there. No, no, no. No, I'm not, I'm no, not no, arguing no, for a no, point. No. Right, my last one, and I'm going to argue this, because I put Miz beats Honky's IC title reign. Now, in, well, no, he didn't. Well, then he died. Length of time. But he did beat Honky Tonk, he did beat Honky Tonk Man reign of holding on for the IC title for the longest. Ah. Yeah, but that's over separate oh, reigns. All right, all right. All right, so it ends then, so it's 30-26. James is the winner of the Dominar Podcast Prediction Awards 2017. And that does mean now that, James, if you look at the overall picture of the years, Dan won in 2015. He did fantastic. But James won 2016, and now James has won 2017. Is this the Empire Strikes Back in 2018? Can Dan get level? And then we go on to the rubber match the following year. What will happen? Dan, are you going to go a different strategy next year? Are you going to try anything different? Um, I'm going to continue the strategy I finished off the end of the year with because I think I pulled it back at the, towards the end of the year. Um, my 2016 predictions, I didn't do as bad as I thought I would. No. You no, know, I, yeah. I, I got money in the bank winner, surprise return, so did you. Ty Dillinger, number 10 in the Rumble, that's been my baby all year long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my Lesnar eliminating Goldberg from the Rumble, setting up a Mania match. It happened in reverse. Yeah, two, you, you wasn't you a million saw, miles away. You saw it happening. You saw the two WrestleMania matches there. I mean, we might do next year predict three WrestleMania matches and the must predict three. Because I predicted two. Of yeah, them. exactly. So we do something like Which, that. Which well. again, you know, it's not a bad yeah, feat. It's not bad, but it, you know, obviously we're going to add to stuff like we added to the WNR Awards this year. But uh, this is what we've done. And Dan, I think you should just, you know. I think this should be. You should say something to just to show that you know, like I don't know what you could say, like how great I am, maybe, and you bow down to me, and I don't know, just a little statement to make me. Can you? Can well, I I can demand it basically because I am the winner this year, Dan. Can you just just tell them how great I am and how you know shit you are? Go on. No, you done really well. You managed to predict some wrestling results in matches. Predicted more than me. The better man won. He did, and I bow down to the king. Go on. I bow down <laughs> to the king. There we go. He said it. And now let me get your loser's award, Dan. <laughs> the t-shirt of the winner's choosing. <laughs> You've actually got one, haven't you? <laughs> I, thought we, I thought this was just a joke. Oh, well. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Oh, it's not the hideous oh, one, is it? no. So we made we made plans. We did. We said the loser would have to wear. Dan didn't think I was going to get it, but we can hear the rustling of the T-shirt. Dan, you have to wear this T-shirt wherever I say. I expect you to be wearing it next podcast. We do. I want you to wear it when we go out for the New Year's Eve party later tonight. <laughs> I want you to wear it. I haven't decided if I want you to wear it to Raw and SmackDown, but any time I say to you, I want you to carry it round, and any time I say, Dan, changing your T-shirt, no. I want you to do that. <laughs> all right. So, Dan, here you go. 
You're losing <laughs> stock. I want you to put it on right now as well. I'm going to take a picture to show you who the real winner is. So, yes, continue wearing that T-shirt for the rest of the night. Um, so, that is nearly it now. Uh, we, we found out who the, the winner is and who on this podcast. Uh, but we've had a fun 2017, but we couldn't, we couldn't really do it. Without everybody else listening, we just want to say a huge thank you for everybody who listens to us. No matter where you are, if you you know, no matter what where, where you are in the world, thank you for listening to me and Dan. We really do appreciate it, and we we have fun, and we like to bring you you know everything there is about wrestling. It's uh, it's about the story. It's about you know you learning things as well to go behind the scenes and all these interesting stuff. And it's great to just do it. And and trust me, you know, 2018 is going to be, and everybody says it, but 2018 is going to be bigger than 2017 for us. We start off next week with, uh, I mean, what podcast we got next week, Dan? The next podcast we've got coming out is the HBK Superstar Profile. And that, looking at his debut up until his injury in 1998, the following week, then we got the W Network Review for January with NXT Update and 205 Live, and we've got everything. <laughs> and we've got we will bring that all to you, and of course, our live weekend, January twenty seventh and twenty eighth as well. But that's it, Dan. Anything else about twenty seventeen? Um, hopefully, I win, so I don't have to wear that stupid certified G T shirt, which I absolutely disgust. You couldn't have got a more ugly T shirt for me to wear. <laughs> I would rather have worn another than that same something. I know, and I didn't. People said that, and I said no. Now I'm gonna stick with I try to get one with a picture on him, but I think that one. He's just quality Zotrain. I'm, I'm glad you didn't go for the hair piece as well. You've just ruined. <laughs> You've just ruined a Royal Rumble weekend now. Uh, but that is it from us. Uh, no, it's been a great 2017. We look forward to 2018. You've got to remember, Dan, we, I started off last this year getting a perfect score takeover and then one. So if we can have a weekend like that, it'll be fantastic. But... That is it. And to follow us, don't forget, we're on Twitter, at WWE Network Review, or... At Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at John Score Road. He's also got a friend on Twitter. Yes, he is uh, Mini Chris Benoit, only just trying to make the world a better place, and he's at Mini Chris Benoit. Across all the Google platforms, WWE Network Review on Google+, send us an email to WNPodcast at G. We're also on Facebook. Yes, Facebook, you can come and find our page and give us a like with the WWE Network Review, or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review Podcast. Clips going up on there, and podcasts go at the same time we do other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. Also on Spreaker Radio, we've got our live shows, and of course Stitcher Radio, iTunes, where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. But that is it. I have been James Rose, and as always, always joined by... Dan White. Thanks for listening, everybody, and Happy New Year. Bye. Bye.